All right, everybody, welcome back to your weekly episode of the Buckbuster Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything hockey. I'm Ethan, surrounded by my co-host. How's it going? going? Hello And tonight, we do have a very special guest in the studio tonight. We have Mr. Dan Sanford. Hello. Well, I am just, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm real just excited to join you guys. I've been here. Uh, I've been listening for ages, and uh, I love what you guys do here. It's just so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's an honor to have you as our yeah, very first guest. Yeah, Thank you so much. We're definitely excited to have you in the studio with us tonight. For sure. So, uh, how are you boys doing tonight? You Pretty good. All right. Like, huh? oh, recovering. Great <clears throat> game at the Otters game tonight. Oh, so beautiful game, man. Beautiful so game. I know we're kind of pumped up. In those beautiful Erie Blades uniforms tonight, I hear. They were gorgeous, man. They were, they were gorgeous. I heard gorgeous. they were great. Seeing yeah. seeming in action. They were sold out before I even got there. They were sold yeah. out of pretty much all the t-shirts, all the jerseys oh, were sold out. Of course out. they really? had to be. I was like, I'm, I, I can't I, afford to buy one, but just the fact that, but before I even got there, they were As there, was, there were special days in the late 70s and early 80s where they where they were the main major farm system. <laughs> Je- Jeff, Jeffy cheated the system for me and got me one of the, the pregame handouts because I was not one of the first 1,000, but yes. Jeffy just snuck in there and stole one. Yep. So, uh, and you're welcome for that. Well, that's... Saying all of that reminds me of like the whole Patty Kane thing with him up in uh, New York now. Was his first game as a, as a blue coat? All of his jerseys, all of his jerseys, everything relating to him was sold out before the first puck. No drop. shit. Yeah. yeah. It was really? sold out before the first puck. I saw drop. that. I saw that. It's Whoa. crazy. Nah. Okay. I. I'm really amazed by that, actually, because I know, yes, he's a star. He is an icon of 2010's hockey, three Stanley Cups, a winning one, the, the iconic uh, late celebration after the Flyers win in 2010. <laughs> but anyway, it's just, he hasn't been producing all that much with Chicago this year. And then when they traded him over, it was like he, you can see that the return wasn't that great as it could have been last year. I know he was year. struggling with a hit. I think I hear an 0-2 trap about to start. <laughs> But Maybe 0 and 3. We'll see what happens. 0 and 3. Let's do it. While we're here, like, so how did you get into hockey, Dan? Me? Well, I, I did it a lot myself. I first got into it. I first got into it. My first experience with hockey was the 2010 Winter Olympics, and I was watching that game as it went into overtime. And what do you know? Homegrown Pittsburgh boy. Well, not exactly homegrown, but he's played his oh, whole, whole career with the Penguins up to that point and to this day still. Sidney Crosby, Sid the Kid, puts it home with a beautiful pass from Jerome Ginla into that net. And uh, I was sad because the USA had fallen. I was, I was cheering for him. But then I learned who he played for. And I learned just how special a talent he was. And I couldn't have been prouder that... Um, a team for Pittsburgh. I grew up. I I grew up on Steelers football. I was Pittsburgh from day one. Learned real well from my grandparents, and uh, that was my first experience with hockey. I followed it a little bit in the in the background for the years following. But in 2015, at the advent of the 15-16 season, I decided I was going to commit myself to watching Penguins hockey and hockey more. It was like we had just freshly gotten out of the Biles my era and. It didn't get better immediately. I watched a miserable few seasons of hockey, and then suddenly... Oh, the, the, Mike, it, the Mike Johnson. The Mike Johnson. Oh we don't talk about him, but it really... <laughs> then everything started turning around. Merry Christmas, Mike Johnson. You're fired. 
And Sully, come on down, the rest is history. I have been hooked ever since. People tell me, oh, like, you hopped on right as they started winning the Stanley Cup. No, I watched Mike Johnston ruin that team. Yeah, that's he actually... Near, he near destroyed the Penguins that year. That's actually a pretty fair pretty fair thing to yeah. say, and that's yeah. coming from a Red Wings fan. <laughs> no, who no. I've had about the last... They were, know, uh, like, 14 miserable seasons. <laughs> yeah, you guys were ending, like, what was a dominant run. It was an, a real impressive streak that we, or we're still carrying on now, but to think we almost lost that, what, that's seven seasons ago now? Almost? Seven years ago, almost? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was like, it's past the seven-year mark since we fired him, but, uh, it's just... I'm I'm blessed to have had good hockey like right as I came on. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I, it's kind of yeah. funny because that's the same thing that got me into hockey was the 2010 Olympics. Like that's when I when yeah. first got me like like actually realistically watching or real or religiously watching, it, and then I became like the diehard fan was the 2014 with TJ Oshie and his shootout going up against the USSR like or USSR. The, the Russians, yeah, for USSR. <laughs> they like you think USSR because they've been playing as like a unified Russian team and not officially representing Russia for so long that we forget that they once had a team. That's actually a pretty good point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like for me, I I know I brought it up before. Like it was just going started out going to Otters games and then then pretty much it was the 2008 season for the Penguins, the 2007 2008. But like as a whole, like like I as I start growing, like as like the the Olympics is what really did it because I fell in love with Ryan Miller, like from as one of my that's why he's became one of my favorite goaltenders of all time, beside Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. But then, just in general, like and then ever since then, I've been hooked. On so was, it's so yeah. awesome to be at that Jersey retirement that for was or two. That was so yeah. incredible. That is. Uh, that is something I said I would do. I was like, I've watched and researched and extensively done my history looking at the at the Penguins. I was like, I joined the I joined in the later days of their greatest success, but I've familiarized myself with how well this this team has done, of course. And oh my goodness, that old man Yager is still kicking hockey in the, in, uh, the Czech Republic. And <laughs> when he, he finally decided, he is. He was born in February in 1970, so that would make him 53 this year. Yeah. And he's was he 70 or he, was he 72? He, he's 51. Okay, yeah, 70, 72. Yeah, I tend to screw that one up. Yeah, but uh, like, look, look at me making a fool of myself already when I, on my first. We do time. every oh, episode. You're fine. Like, <laughs> we do it every week. Yeah, I was like, I say, I say, I do my research. Some of us more than others, already. but we're not naming names. I'm the biggest, <clears throat> I'm the biggest culprit. <laughs> Even looking right at me when I said that. I was <laughs> Calling Ovechkin a goaltender? I know that episode. Anyway. Or say, saying the... that Milan Lichich is going to be the leading scorer for the Calgary Flames. <laughs> hey, that, that's, a, that's a good take to do when you've had enough juice in your system. But hey, that's a pretty good one. It's like, a this, bold take. It's a respect. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you want to go. Hold the fuck off. <laughs> this was two seasons ago. You wrote him yeah. up. Good job, Kyle. Two fucking seasons ago. I missed all last season. Seven and a half minutes in, he's already shaking. Because you fuckers bring this up any opportunity you can. Uh, They do it to me when we're off camera. I don't want to hear it. Well, that's because nine times out of ten, you deserve it. True. (laughs) All right. Anyway, my, I guess my hockey origin story. Yeah. Sure. So, like, I grew up spending a lot of time with my uncle. My uncle was just a local, like, beer league hockey player. (coughs) 
But I was always spending time with him. He taught me how to play hockey. He taught me how to enjoy the sport of hockey. And anytime he's a diehard Red Wings fan, and anytime I was with him, which I spent, excuse me, I spent a good amount of I shouldn't say a good amount of my childhood, but a very decent chunk of it with him. We were always watching <coughs> Red Wings hockey, and I was watching in the era of guys like Pavel Datsuk, you know, Henrik Zetterberg in his prime, uh, Nick Lidstrom, you know, a lot of the big hitters that, you know. Detroit realizes now as some of the best, if not the best, in franchise history. So, you know, growing up watching that team and then getting my first couple of jerseys, you know, it developed me into. Who, who the was your very first one? Your jerseys. My first, my very first jersey was a Red Wings jersey. It was a, I still have it to this day. Who's on it? It's it's a blank. It's I just, gotcha. It's just a blank jersey, but it's an original Coho. Jersey. Ooh, okay. And, uh, you know, I've, I've loved the Red Wings ever since, even though we are on, what, a 13, 14, 15 year drought now? Of cups, yeah. Of cups, yeah. I mean, yeah, we made the playoffs in 2016, but we all see where that fucking got us. You think you won, what, two games in that series? <laughs> you enjoyed your stars until the very end, and that's when it ended, and you guys were happy with it. That's mm. what you bought. Uh, us as Penguin yeah. fans, we're going to be seeing that. We're ready, soon, we're ready for that, and we're going to be in, what, something like an eight-year rebuild. But let me tell you, I know I've said it. I can't remember if I said it at the beginning of this season or like towards the end of my last season with the show before I took the year off. Uh, I'm really happy that we have Stevie Y as a GM. You know, he's making, he's obviously a Red Wings legend, one of the greatest captains in their history. He's he's the CEO of Finesse right now. Yeah. He is. That, that man. I don't know about that. There, there was one that I found questionable. We'll get to that. I be, I'm telling you, I'm a firm believer in the Iser play. I and there are a I, lot of people who are non-Red Wings fans and who, I, who, I, will, I, who I, will say, I am a believer in the Iser plan. That man, it, that man can finesse fucking damn near anybody. Yeah, I know what I just said, but I for sure agree with that one. Of like in general, yes. Yeah, he, has he made some questionable moves? Sure. What GM in the league hasn't? That's kind of how you. Well, that's because Hextall's fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> You're right. But when you see what we have gotten in return, you know, guys like. Oli Mata, Dominic Kabalik, Jakub Verana. Unfortunately, he, he didn't really have much time on the Red Wings active roster. He had some trouble. He had some trouble. Well, he had some, he suffered with injury for. Yeah. He suffered. It was like there are rumors that I don't like to perpetuate, but I can't help but hear them because they're so loud. Is that he had substance abuse problems? But I never heard anything. I've never about that either. Did I? Seriously. Okay, like that. What keeps being perpetuated, and I don't know if this is like dark meme material from hockey fans, but was that he got into some stuff back in his time in Washington with Evgeny Kuznetsov, and we know that one was public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but word there is there are rumors that Verona spent some time with. Kuzi in the wrong times. Hmm. But uh, I was like, don't give that too much thought. Uh, I was like, 
he was he went to the uh, player assistance program, so that's mostly where that came from afterward. That makes sense. But uh, it was like it was like that's where that came from. It was like is that he had problem with some sort of substance abuse? Well, is what that's, it was. well, that's why Carrie Price. I had actually done some digging into why Carrie Price ended up going into the player assistance program, and that's because. Apparently, I did not know this. Carrie Price is a raging alcoholic. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Yes. I didn't. Oh. I didn't hear anything he about has, this. I I found an article. I want to say it was the Sports Network or like TSN or something like that. That uh, it, they wouldn't share that. That it's supposed to be a confidential. It thing. It was but confidential, I, but they somebody found it. They have found <clears throat> that. Carrie Price, unfortunately, struggles with alcohol abuse. Oh, wow. So that's why he ended up going into the PAP. It's not so much that he was into drugs, like, Kuznets off, but, uh, no, he had a re... He he used to have a really, really fucking bad alcohol problem. I believe this... Yeah. Which explains... Which I have to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt on why his performance since coming out of the PAP... Has been somewhat subpar because he could be going through some sort of withdrawals. He could be trying to cut back on it. He could be doing all that type of shit, and I know that hinders performance. These days, he uh, these days he's injured, so he uh, like he he he's been on it for yeah, a while. But, on, yeah, just yeah, he long, did for a, but, probably on the LTIR for the rest of his career. So yeah, he's yeah. not going to play. Which is sad game, that we're not going to see him play again. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, I know, I was like. I heard something different. I thought that his, uh, I was like, and we didn't hear much about it afterward, but I thought his last trip to the PAP was for mental health issues. Yeah, he does also, he does <coughs> struggle with... He did with fight that, too. Like, I did know that. Depression, yeah. heavy, heavy depression, but... Uh, I mean, he, when you play Montreal, I don't believe He's me. better now, and we're happy for him. <laughs> I think it didn't help with all his injuries. That doesn't help either. Yeah, yeah. which I'm sure that led into the alcoholism, and I'm sure, well, I'm oh, sure that stuff. led into depression. The depression yeah. and then the they're depression. they're connected. They yeah, have, they, they got they're me. connected somehow. I'm sure yeah. uh, Bobo can probably somewhat release relate to that. I mean, all if he's if he's a little if he Bobo sounds a little quiet, he's kind of slouched back, foot propped up, so he's a little further away from the microphone than the yeah, rest. Yeah, so just a just a recap. I've had my fifth foot surgery yesterday. Broke my foot seven years ago. Didn't realize it was broken until four years ago. Jesus. And I've been I work two jobs, roughly hundred twenty thousand steps a day, both jobs. Construction in the union. On a bum foot. And the doctors were like, Yeah, you have the flattest feet and the worst arthritis we've ever seen on the twenty four year old. Oh, oh hooray. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful news, isn't it? Um Prayers up it just gets better after this. That's sucks. well I have to get my shoulder done next year too. And there's definitely I can agree, I've been in some of those dark days. Like I was talking to the guys on the way here, I'm like, I have to cut my foot off, just cut it off. <laughs> I have a seventy five pound fucking meat hammer I can use. <laughs> Just grab my foot, back away. Yeah. Start clearing traffic with the. I hope you know that if you were to lose your foot, that your name nickname would go from Bobo to Nub Nub. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I mean, you could call me Stumpy. We could actually put my foot. No, Nub Nub's a little bit. But I I really like the Gimple Stillskin meme. I don't know if we can. Gimple (laughs) Stillskin. If he gets rid of it, I don't think we'll be able to call him that anymore. Hey, yo, hold on, mate. Uh, careful with those jokes while I, while I got booze in my mouth. I don't want to be spitting it all over the recording laptop. <laughs> oh, don't be a wuss. <laughs> all right. 
Moving on to main news, Jeffy, kick us off with OHL. Um, starting off in the OHL, a couple things we did miss because uh, since we did not record on the 25th, um, Ben Ben Joa of the Hamilton Bulldogs scored his first goal in, as well as it, his first multi-goal game against Kingston. Damn. Barry Colts head coach Marty Williamson becomes the winner's head coach in franchise history with at 306. And with with that, he um, I had it. And with that, re, um, behind the, the Barry Colts bench, he joins the late Larry McTellus of the Bell, Belleville Bulls in the Kings in front nets to remain the only other coach in OHO history <coughs> as the winless coach in the all-time history of two separate franchises, and he. Th- he has still the most wins as the Niagara Ice Dogs is head coach with 218 during his time with the Ice Dogs in 2010 and 20 through 2016. Wow! Wow! All right. Um, the Ice Dogs were actually good at one point. Yeah, I was like that explains <laughs> why the Niagara. That's what explains why Niagara hasn't been a force since, and they they don't have a good well, coach. That explains why they're just a yeah. garbage franchise to begin yeah. with. I will give the me and Kyle were just talking about this at the at the game. I will give the one that I will give Niagara credit is is their fans how tr- loyal they are to their ice dogs. <clears throat> just the fact that they, how bad they just are. consistently consistently night by night losing by five or six goals. The other night they surrendered sixty six shots on net. Like, oh, oh. yeah, and the, and the, 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 oh, that place great. was still packed to forty five hundred fans. Like. For a junior team that is that bad, that is a damn good amount of fans. To, yeah, to sixty six shots on net. How bad they lose? Six nothing. Six zero. Sixty for sixty six isn't that bad. It's not that bad, but <laughs> it's not that, that great. They only. I can. I think they, can, I can, I think I they only like, had like eighteen shots. On I, I can only imagine <laughs> they uh, they bought their goaltender a real nice meal for the trouble. <laughs> like, thank you for not letting in twelve. You get you get the jumbo happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You gotta get him the McRib because it's limited edition. Yeah. Um, rookie defense. That's a ten eleven. That's a ten for eleven. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> rookie defenseman of the Ottawa Sixty Sevens, um, Frankie Morelli scores a Gordy Howe hat trick. All right. All right. We love those. We love junior fights. Those are cool. Yeah. Um, Landon Hookie of the Owen Sound Attack gets his first career hat trick against the London Knights. Oh God. Um. L.A. Kings prospect Brandon Clark of the Barry Colts passes Luke <coughs> Misato, record his 135th career goal, becomes a leading scorer defenseman in franchise. I love Brandon Clark. He almost got sent to Arizona. I he's, he's fast at he's Imagine if really good. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but imagine trading him. Um, New York Islanders prospect Matthew Maggio of the Windsor Spitfire with his four points Gets his 200th career point against the Kingston Frontnets on February 26th. Gage Hayes of the Kingston Frontnets in the same game sets a new franchise record for the fastest two goals scored by the same person at nine seconds. Jesus! Previous record held by Jeff Schneider with his two goals at ten seconds against Windsor in the 1990 season. Good God. That's a 33-year-old record. Yeah. Two goals in nine <sighs> seconds. By from one this, same, same guy. Same guy. Same person. Win the, win the face-off, walk around like three defensemen and score is probably <laughs> so, how that goes. I bet you any money that kid goes to 
fucking coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna see like, that. No, they're gonna send them somewhere like fucking Calgary or like Winnipeg. Or, or something. they could send them to Anaheim. You know, Kyle's kryptonite. <laughs> It's just John Gibson. We'll get to that. John Gibson. No, we won't. But. <laughs> Please, his no. Cri- we don't talk cri- about him. His kryptonite, Kyle's. Um, Saginaw Spirit's name, native Mitchell Smith, as the 23rd captain of the team, which Ooh, is, awesome I think guy. it's kind of pretty they cool. They just now finally named a captain? Since they, tra- since they traded Pavel and Net- Okay, Net- yeah, true. Net- they traded Mitchukov? Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Uh, like a spoiler alert right now. I don't pay as much attention to the junior leagues as I as I do the major leagues. I'm I, like I'm a guy that was like until I think earlier this year. It was like it was it was the second game of the season. I went well with these clowns to a um, well, to an otters game. We're clowns. Okay. Well. So am I. We've been called worse. <laughs> hey, uh, I was we like, got called a lot. I was like, I, I was like, I know these guys a little bit, and I know especially Jeff, and uh, and he talks about you a lot, and, and Bobo. I went to school with you, but I was like, we're all, I was like, over we're all a bunch of fun guys. So anyway, the last game I went to was uh, the First second game of the clowns, season for the otters. Then you call us mushrooms. What are you gonna call us next? Mushrooms. All right, that's a good one. But anyway, uh, that was. The fourth game I've ever been to, and it was only the second game I'd been to in, like, the last 12 years. I went to a couple of Otters games when I was, like, 9 or 10 with the school, with my elementary school. Mm-hmm. It, was a th- it was a school day or something. And the second game of this season was the first game I, of, was the first Otters game I've ever been to that they actually won. I have never, se- I had never seen them win a game up to that really? point, and they almost lost it too. They tied it in with like three minutes to go or something, and then Malcolm Spence got the overtime winner yeah, in that game. That was early. Oh, that, that was right at the beginning. Yeah, okay, I think that's the one I missed. Yeah. Yeah, because it was just... You weren't there. Yeah. I was like, I noticed you were, you were, you were missing. At the, you were I was there at for the, the home opener, and then I, and I also missed the game against Windsor where we scored, what was it, three goals in 30 seconds? Yeah, because okay. you were at... Because I remember you were We at might the, have actually... For, I know I went to a game with you guys. It, it was when I was in college. It was like... I think it was right the, it was like London it was, last year. It was like in London the, last year. Okay, yeah. And it was... Uh, and we went to that game together. But uh, And that did not end well because London scored the game-winning goal in regulation with like 50 seconds left. Yeah. But, uh, and I was that close to seeing overtime and maybe a win for the first time. I think time. what's kind of cool but, with Mitchell Smith yeah. is the fact that he's from Saginaw and he's actually getting to captain his hometown team. That, that'd be that sad. is pretty cool. And he, I saw a quote that he's like, that's like one of the coolest things like a kid can ever dream of, like yeah. cap leading your team. So your home kid obviously only, what, 19, no, no older than 20 years old. Yeah. Saginaw is Michigan. Right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We're the uh, we're one of three American teams Flint, on the circuit. Saginaw, Flint, Saginaw. They're and the other two the other two are both from Michigan. Yep. yep. It would be cool to have one in North Ohio or something. One in like oh, Toledo. Cool. Give Ohio some rep. But well, I mean, they yeah. already have. They the, have the walleye. They're the, the, the ECHL. Well, team, right. they also have the. Lake Erie Monsters over there. They're in Cleveland, the yeah. yeah. The AHL. I was, I was, like, I was yeah. thinking one a, a lot more north, uh, in a yeah. more northern market. That team would be nothing but mutants, because we know what nothing we know nothing good comes out of Ohio. <laughs> nothing good comes out of Ohio. Look at East Palestine. Sorry, that was poor oh. taste. But. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Look at East Palestine. Wow. Fits oh. right in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the team, buddy. Yeah. Welcome to the team. I was, I was like, I was like, we're not just looking at the suck eyes here. We're talking about the. 
Um, sorry, Buckeyes fans, but yeah. Sorry, not sorry. I was not like at the Penn State twenty-two. Sorry. Um, then on February twenty-eighth, um, Michael Butch Ninder of the Gulf Storm signed a three-year entry level with the St. Louis Blues. On March first, Tristan Lennox of the Saginaw Spirit signed a three-year entry level contract with the New York Islanders. Oh, I heard about that one. Um, Hunter Height on February, on March 2nd, um, um, Gavin White, I'm sorry, Hunter Height of the Saginaw Spirits signed a three-year entry contract with the Minnesota Wild, and then Gavin White of the Peterborough Peets, he signed a a three-year entry contract with the Dallas Stars. All right. And then, then sticking with the second... Michael Rennick of the Windsor Spitfire played in his 200th career OHL game against the London Knights. Cole Brown of the Hamilton Bulldog gets his first career hat-trick against the Barry Colts. Dom Devensity of the North Bay Battalion sets a franchise record with wins in a single season with 31 by a goaltender by the the Sudbury Wolves. And then Islanders prospect Tristan Lennox sets a franchise record with 59 C's in a single game against the Peterborough Peets. How's that for a performance right after getting signed down? I know. Yeah, uh, seriously. <laughs> came out swinging. Holy smokes, yeah. Um, ben Drew of the Sarnia Sting climbs to fifth all-time and wins with 50 as a goaltender versus London. And then on February 3rd, I mean, I keep saying, March 3rd, Liam Stucky of the Peterborough Peace gets his first career shutout versus the Niagara Ice Dogs, and that's the the 60-plus save shutout. And, oh. um, Riley Piercy of the Flint Firebirds gets his 100, his 100 career assist against Guelph. And then as of tonight, March 4th, Liam Gilmore of the Erie Otters played his, in his 100th career game against the Peterborough Peets. And then Avery Hayes gets, of the Peterborough Peets gets his 100th career OHL goal against the Erie Otters. Wait a minute. What the, the one from yesterday, I was like, the 100th point against, the 100th point against Guelph? That was a 10-3 victory for Flint, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Oh, was it a couple weeks ago? Was it Sarnia beat? I think it was the Sioux twelve one. Couple weeks ago, Greyhounds. Whoa, yeah, ten one. Twelve one. Twelve one. Damn. I think it was against the Sioux. I knew Sarnia. I think it was against the Sioux. Yeah. Jesus. Jeez. There's been a lot of blowouts. A lot of them have involved the Niagara Ice Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did the math. There's been six, seven times that they've given up more than seven goals. Yeah. It's like they're just at least not twice a week. They're loyal ass fan base, man. I'll give them that. At least twice a week, they're again now. At least yeah. they're they're going through a lot. They, they gotta give them <laughs> something for the time they spend going to those games. And then that's Honestly. all we have for OHL this week. Right, tickets around. must be cheap up there. It was like at one point, remember when the Hurricanes were bad? They sell tickets for like as low as fifteen dollars. That's like a meal of red lobster. <laughs> that dude, Niagara's probably selling tickets for about fifteen cents. <laughs> right. Just walk in, toss the fucking usher a quarter, and you're in. Like, 
Keep the yeah. change. And moving on to the NHL news. All right, so, yeah. This one's going to be a big one. This is a doozy. Trade deadline. Yeah, we got, we got some news. Other news before the main event there. Bruce All right. Ross. Yeah, I just want to talk about the Penguins. <laughs> ah. But obviously, you got to give shout out to Linus Allmark getting his first NHL goal there. Oh my God, was... Canucks, dude, and he airmailed that thing. Man. Oh my God, I was it one one hop, wasn't it? Not like two hops. Not, not even he hit. He hit the other, the opposing side's fucking face-off circles before it went in. Yeah, that was like that was a straight airmail goal. Like okay. what? It's just incredible. Like he's already having a Vesna like. He's having a Vezina caliber season as, as with a great team Bo- around him. Boston in general is doing. They get a goalie goal. Like, yeah. Yeah. They get a goalie goal and a ridiculously well-performing goaltender. I was like, they're, they've got a crazy record, but a lot of it is on him. Oh, yeah. He's been mm-hmm. like Way more than the numbers look like than the scoring looks like is on Linus Allmark. That, was like, that game they had against, uh, the, against Buffalo earlier this week, where they won 7-1, yeah. it was like, yeah. he... Robbed them blind. They, it like it could have easily been like seven four. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was like like they Buffalo got really few chances, but they, but they did get a couple really good looks. Yeah. And the one goal they scored, it didn't even look that great. <clears throat> but you can excuse him <laughs> for how he's been playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, earlier this week, Mark Giordano took sole first position place of all time leader in blocked shots. So. Big shout out to big, big Mark Giordano over there. You need to give him credit for one of the best undrafted players of all time. Was did he go undrafted? He was undrafted really? because he was smart. I didn't know that. Yeah, he he was undrafted. He got he was he actually attended Arizona Coyotes uh, development camp. They didn't sign him, and the next season he was about to go to he was about to go to college and give up his hockey career. But uh, Calgary called him for the same development camp. Hmm. He went and they signed him. Damn. Hmm. Uh, David Gust of the Chicago Blackhawks scored his first career goal against the San Jose Sharks on February 25th. Beauty, too. Uh, Craig Anderson becomes the oldest goaltender in NHL history with a 50-save regular season game. He was 41 years old, 279 days. Wow. Uh, Eric Robertson of the Columbus Blue Jackets got his first NHL hat-trick against the Buffalo what? Sabres. I missed this one, but then again, he's a Blue Jacket, so I guess that's why. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Jackets fans. Uh, Derek Broussard played in his 1,000th career game on March 2nd with, what, nine different teams? Ten different teams? Maybe ten. I'm not sure. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I think he's on his tenth. I think so, yeah. Eric Carlson played his 900th game also on March 2nd. He's already 900 down. Jared McCann became Seattle Kraken's first 30-goal scorer in franchise history. I miss you, buddy. I miss you, Jared. It is ten teams. I love him. Uh, London Knights alumni Luke Evangastila. Evangelista. Evangelista, okay. Sorry to correct you on your own. <laughs> All good. Of the Nashville Predators got his first NHL point in a game against the Florida Panthers. Uh, Matthias Samuelson for the Buffalo Sabres played in his 100th career game this evening, March 4th. As well as Vincent Iorio of the Washington Capitals got his first career point against the San Jose Sharks, and I believe it was off of an OV goal. Makes sense. All right. Okay. But now, the big topic of the night but we're going to take a quick time out in studio here. Just catch ourselves, and we will be back. All right. All right. As we move on to our main topic-ish of the night, we're just going to be going through all the trades pretty much since 
pretty much pr- post Ryan O'Reilly trade is when we stopped announcing him on the show, and just pretty much discussing whether we think there was a winner or the loser. Um, there's a lot of ones that we might skip over that aren't many big names, just kind of like development players, like 14, 15 forwards, or you know, AHL prospects yeah, yeah. and projects. Uh, but one of the one of the bigger ones, I think, there's a little bit of a big one. February nineteenth, New York Rangers acquired forward Tyler Mott from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for okay. forward Julian Gunther in the conditional seventh round pick. Hmm. So that one. So I, the Rangers acquired Tyler Mott Tyler again. Mott. Yeah. Where have we seen this one before? <laughs> but he's one of those. He's bounced back and forth between like three teams. I think this. Uh, I think Ottawa was his. Fourth, he was. was fourth? He was a Chicago draft pick, if I recall correct. No, if I recall correctly, he was a Chicago pick. Hold on. Or if, or if he wasn't picked, like he might have been a, a college free agent, actually. Um. Uh, Tyler Mott. But he's a good penalty killer. No, was... you're correct. He was drafted in 2013 by Chicago, fourth round, 30th pick, 121st overall. Oh, wow. Not bad for a 121st no. overall pick. But uh, he's um he's a great fourth liner penalty killing forward. Um in his last season in Vancouver, I know he had some he demonstrated he had some pretty nice hands for a fourth liner, but that <clears throat> Van, that Canucks team was also a joke. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's just they ended up I think that's when they traded him to. Um, that might be when he went to New York originally, and then he signed in yeah. Ottawa, and now he's back in New York. Yeah, let's see if he sticks this time. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the next big one that kind of big one that came was Chicago Blackhawks acquiring defenseman Nikita Zaitsev, a second round pick in the twenty twenty three NHL draft, and a fourth in the twenty twenty six NHL draft from the Ottawa Senators for. Future considerations. Take so. it how much how bad Zaitsev has to be for the and all the additional picks that they had to load with so it as to get nothing now, in return. As of now, Chicago has won this trade. Like no. as of now, no Z- Zaitsev. They're they're eating this because they know they're going to rebuild. And honestly, it could be a strategic move to make them worse. I mean, yeah. honestly, <laughs> maybe. Well, tank, uh, tank well, for here's, here's how you got to look at something like this. I know they're not getting a lot or nil in return. But bouncing off what Dan said, if this is a, stri- a strategic plot for a rebuild, they could be a dangerous team in the next few years. Chicago, they're, uh, they're, no, they're, they're they've got no be, pieces to work well, with. Well, here, okay, this is what I say every episode. Every piece, every team needs to figure out how to piece together their puzzle. These guys are just opening their box and throwing their pieces around. They yeah. still have to play with their lines. They have to play with everything else and how it comes through. Once you piece the puzzle together and get your borders around, all you have to do is focus on the filling and you're good. Yeah. The only thing is they have a lot of pieces to find. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least the, the, their development You got a hundred piece puzzle, they've only figured out not even the border yet. <laughs> hey, at least once, their development hey, staff once, is better than the well, Rangers. At that point, they didn't even like, realize they were doing a puzzle. <laughs> no, they kind of did the inside first. They're like, fuck, we need the outside. And then a whole list of these different. We need to put the bread. We need to put the butter on the bread before we toast it. And then another really big one that kind of took, I think, probably good majority of us by surprise here. Uh, The Boston Bruins acquired defenseman Dmitry Orlov and forward Garnet Hathaway from the Washington Capitals in a three-team trade that also included the Minnesota Wild. Bruins also acquired forward prospect Andrei Svetlakov from the Minnesota Wild. 
And the Capitals acquired forward Craig Smith, a first-round pick in 2023, a third-round pick in 2024, and a second-round pick in 2025, as well as the Wild acquiring a fifth-round pick in 2023 from the Bruins. They've since traded that first, haven't they? I think so, yeah. Like, yeah. Is that what they got? Did they use that in the Sandine trade? Spoiler alert. Um, I was like, I that think that so. might have been we'll what they paid for. I I'm think not so. sure. That... Yeah, I... When I got the notification from the NHL app that Dmitry Orlov went to Boston, I was like, what I the first said My first yeah. thought was like, there's no way. Yeah, yeah I, I had to double check it. Okay. Because I was like, there's there's not a... Is, when I saw that, did. both him and Garna Hathaway, Garna Hathaway, who's been one of the better defensive forwards in the past two seasons. Yeah, like, he's, been, he's been a mix. He's a he's a good third liner. He, was like, he can score goals. Yeah. He's he's good at fighting. Amazing he defensively. Is, he's, at, he's a second Tom Wilson, as if one wasn't enough from a Caps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's but, not as much no, as I was like, I despise Wilson Tom Wilson, but Garnet Hathaway was next on my list as a Penguins fan. I could not stand him. I want, as like before that, he played for the Flames, and I watch a lot of the Calgary Flames. I'm like, I had a secondary fandom of them because I had a lot, uh, a lot of their players individually. I was a fan of, so I started watching them, especially yeah. when Gaudreau, Kachuk, Monahan back when he wasn't hurt all the time. All those uh, Michael Backlund, but still Michael back. I forgot about him. I man. forgot about him. Uh, you yeah. forget about him. It was like he was always so criminally underrated, and lately he's not doing so hot. But he's uh, he's still okay. It was like I, I just criminally maybe he doesn't belong in the Flames, but. Good yeah. way to put them. Yeah. yeah. But just, I think it's easy to say. Yeah. I think Boston wins this trade. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But as of right now. 100%. You know they're going all out. Like, they're they're really... Boston is headed for, like, a record-setting season. Well, Boston oh just God. set a record. Yeah, they set a record for the fastest team to reach 100 standings points in a that, single season. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I, or it was, like, or it might have been, like, fastest to... 40-something in a season. The 40 wins, maybe? maybe. Something like they might have had that, too. I think it was, like, fastest they broke to 40 so many records or 45 wins. It's crazy. Yeah, it was like, they... I don't think they've hit 10 regulation losses yet. Have they? Uh, I'm gonna uh, right 10 regulation? Right. No, they haven't, I don't think. No, I was like, I, I think, think there's, there's still, like, I think 40, they're 41, 9, and 6 or something like hold that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, what, hold on. Boston is 49, 8, and 5. Did they win today? Did they win today? Is that yes, today or yes. yesterday? Okay. This is today. Check the box score for me, because speaking of Dmitry Orlov, I want to see this again. Does he have any points today? I don't know. Uh, like, uh, tap it again and check the box score for me for the Bruins. Uh, he, he's been insane. Does he have anything? I don't think so. Da, 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 da. He has one assist. He had one assist today? Okay, that gives him... Okay, Dmitry Orlov is a defensive defenseman. He has 28 points this entire season. You want to know how many he has in four games with Boston? He has nine is points nine in four now? games with Boston. He's <laughs> shooting like a Norris Trophy winner. Dude, they are transforming him. Dude, he just needed insane. the right tools. He's always been really like criminally underrated, and as I used the expression earlier with uh, with Backlund, but his... His slap shot's really nice. He's been he's learned a thing or two from Alex Ovechkin. Dude, Linus Olmark's freaking save percentage from tonight's game was .923. I'm not I'm not even surprised. He puts up he puts up a 94 almost nightly is what I feel like. Yeah, the Bruins beat the Rangers 4-2 tonight. 4-2? Okay. How many how many goals on how many uh, like how many saves on those shots? Uh 
24 saves. 24 wow. for 26. Okay. Wow. Uh, they, they weren't shooting incredibly well, but the Boston Bruins are loaded everywhere now. They're definitely going to win the President's Trophy at the rate they're going. And I, I was like, the record for most points in the salary cap era was the ill-fated 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Bruins are <clears throat> on pace to yeah, pace the points leader for I tonight. Think, for the Boston Bruins, you want to know who it was? Probably yeah. somebody completely random, wasn't it? Not really. Charlie Coyle. Who was it? Okay. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah. One goal, one assist. Okay, good for him. All right, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, it's good to see him performing. Yeah, the goals for tonight from them were Charlie Coyle, Patty Bergeron, Postmac, and... Thomas Nosek. Thomas Nosek, he's a fourth okay. liner. Yeah. It's good he got on the board. Yeah, I've noticed like this this trade deadline wasn't nearly as the trade deadline day wasn't nearly as crazy as last year's was. This year on trade deadline day we only had fifteen. There were not any. And then last year on trade de- deadline day there's what forty eight. Oh, last yeah. year on trade deadline. Yeah. Like, I, I had a friend who but was telling we've, we've me had that quite was, a, we had a lot of yeah. good ones like this just early on this week that, that if any of our listeners have ever seen that one uh, that one meme of the fresh prince standing in an empty room where, where he sees that nobody is there that's basically what the trade deadline was this year uh, I was like when the GMs are looking around for any, anybody who's left in the in the room everybody gone the that's trade, actually a good comparison I'll yeah. say the trade de- the tr- yeah, tr- trade deadline the trade deadline was like all of us that last day of fantasy trying to pick up anybody we can, but no one's available. Pretty much. What was Pretty that much. with Kyle Dubas make, getting three trades for the Leafs on like a couple days before the night? I think it was the first of March that he got that. So, so um, yeah. and he made three t- trades that day, and it was like, okay, I, I guess Kyle went fuck it. Today's the deadline. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, another smaller one, but I think, but a, a well-known name, Colorado Avalanche acquired goaltender Keith Kincaid from the Boston Bruins in exchange for forward. Bowers, really? That name sounds familiar. I never saw that. Wait, one. Bowers was a uh, Bowers is a forward. Yeah, or? I did. I, I didn't remember that. I re- he seemed that name is familiar because I think he was involved in the original Matt Duchesne trade that sent him out of Colorado to Ottawa. He might. You want to look that up? Uh, can anybody confirm if I'm right on that one? The original Matt Duchesne trade. The original Matt Duchesne trade sent him out of Colorado. Ethan, you want to? I remember that. that I remember that Duchesne trade. One up on that one, Ethan? Looking at the original Matt Duchesne trade? Yeah. Uh, That sent him out of Colorado. This was like 20. While we get get confirmation on that one, another decent one on the 25th. Winnipeg Jets acquire forward Nino Nina Ryder from the Nashville Predators in exchange for a second round pick in 2020. That was a good week before, and I was like, no kidding. The last one. Um. So from November fifth, twenty seventeen, to Ottawa was Matt Duchesne. To Nashville was Kyle Turris. Uh, that was a because th- it was a three way trade. I remember that now. Yeah, and then the Colorado conditional first round pick, twenty nineteen third round, Shane Bauer. That's right. Shane Bowers and Andrew Hammond was involved Andrew in that. Andrew Hammond <laughs> from Ottawa. The Hamburglar. Sorry, Kyle. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so that's, that's so the one that was involved in that. I knew that it is somewhere. also the one where Colorado acquired Bowen Byram. What ended up being Bowen Byram? That was that first that first round pick was unprotected, unwise, yeah. and and uh, sent for, and it became the fourth overall pick. Bo Byram, welcome to Colorado. Yeah, the 
going to that Neo Niederreiter one. Mm-hmm. Nashville's just clean house, just like Chicago. They're yeah. They've been they're cleaning house. Speaking like, of Nashville, cleaning house. You mind if I you mind if I jump in on one? Here? Go for it. Okay. My Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, no. Oh, Ron Hextall. He goes and trades a second-round pick, which isn't that bad a price to pay for him, for an aging Mikhail Granlund, which, don't get me wrong, is an upgrade over the worst third line in the league of Brock McGinn, Jeff Carter, and Kasperi Kapanen, who got cleaned off waivers by St. Louis on the night we played him. But it's just... I don't, I don't get... It, it makes me pray that he ha- that his change of scenery really helps him because he was playing under John Hines, who we all know is a coach that is not popular you know, on his own team or anywhere around the league. New Jersey Devils have his face on a dartboard, but still. Let, uh, let me look at this. I, I was really happy at first when I heard that Granlund was being traded over here, but I also didn't know how poorly he was performing this year with the Predators. I was like... Same time he was on a struggle in Nashville, so that doesn't help. And they're more into it than struggling would uh, yeah. <laughs> would suggest. The Central is terrible, but <laughs> uh, I was like, I will take it as an upgrade over what our previous third and fourth lines were. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not. Uh, I mean, so you weren't a fan of Brock McGinn, is what you're saying? Uh, n- no. I was like, fun fact. While Brock McGo- while Brock McGinn McGoan, had respectable yeah, had uh, respectable um, production through his first thirty or so games, he had ten goals, five assists on the third line through about thirty to thirty five games, which isn't bad for the third line. But after that, it's, it's like he took up cliff diving as a ho- as a hobby because <laughs> he went this man. I am so sorry. I, I hope he never hears this. Well, but I hope he, went, he does. But we're, he hey, went. We're on Spotify, and, uh, just so he knows. Yeah, it was like he goes and for twenty-five straight games, he's pointless. Not a single point in twenty-five games. Playing third-line minutes. I'm unsure as to why Ron Hextall didn't act on this sooner. He didn't realize that this was mu- as much a problem. I don't know if he was just somehow unaware of this. Um, I, I don't know why Sully didn't demote him and put somebody else on the third line. Uh, maybe, maybe he found the checking too effective on the fourth line, so he kept it that way. I was like, I guess that's a valid concern, but call somebody up for the minors, God's sakes. Uh, but... It's not like, you know, somebody like Alex Nylander who's having a career year down in Wilkes-Barre right now. I'd very easily be called up and I was like, take I, I'm a member of a very well-respected Discord community for uh, for hockey, and my nickname on that server is Alex Nylander Advocate. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I would have loved him or Valtteri Pustinen, who's actually a yeah. steal of a seventh-round pick in 2019 for us. I was like, he played one game and he got an assist in his very first game. Hasn't seen any NHL action since. But anyway, I I digress here. What I was really shocked at when when we got Mikhail Granlund, um, I'm a fan of of Jay Fresh's advanced analytics page. And his projected wins above replacement is an atrocious 3%. His yeah. <laughs> his passing has been great. We need, uh, but yeah, what we need is more playmaking forwards. The Penguins can't uh, score goals for shit, but we we can sure pass the puck around a lot until See, it gets stolen. Here's where I'm going yeah. to 
bounce off, but I'm going to go the opposite way. Yeah? The Penguins' problem is they don't shoot enough. Exactly. That's what I'm going on. Well, it's not that they pass the puck too much. It's they hesitate. We have... The Penguins have enough star power to make those shots. The problem is they hesitate. The Penguins remind me of, like, an old diesel motor. Where you, they, it stalls, it hesitates, it doesn't fire up, but once you get that sucker going, they're on fire. They're burning. All yeah. you need is a little bit of gas, all you need is that little bit of diesel fuel, that little yeah. bit of you-know-what, and they kick up and they go into gear. You know, yeah. Every now and again, they'll slip in gear yeah. and they'll lose a game. Yeah. But hey, shit happens. The, the, uh, his offensive metrics... These are strictly five on five, is what I'm talking about. His offensive metrics are at eight percent. His defense, a two percent. We need better third lines, and at first, this doesn't strike me as something that we need. But I'm, I'm glad of two things. We only paid a second for him. And that's what I was most happy about. Yeah. In my opinion, that's a steal. But, he, second, uh, second but he's pick. also under contract for two more years at five million with no money retained. I'm. Uh, I have my. I have my worries. I've seen him play for two games. He hasn't played bad, but I have yet to see anything massive out of. He won a faceoff in our own zone and didn't uh, like. He won it on a backwards grip and didn't switch to the frontwards grip until he was well into the Panthers zone. So he <laughs> carried it all the way over there, and I was like, "Well, that's pretty cool that you can do that." Now I was like, "Now, now we need to. He needs to make some." Real nutty passes to for goals, or, but uh, uh, unfortunately tonight we got stoned by vintage Sergei Bobrovsky. He went into yeah, I saw a couple highlights, but, I know. yeah. Anyway, yeah. What uh, what are some other ones that I was like? Penguins also traded for a couple other guys, but Granlund was the biggest one, and that was a head yeah. scratcher. It's and don't get me wrong, it's an upgrade. But yeah. I would have rathered something like Brock Besser or even JT Miller. From that's the that's one out of the. Because up until, purportedly, like, we up were, until 3 o'clock, I was sitting there, I was waiting, literally holding my phone in my hand the whole time. Like, waiting I was for, waiting for. I think for it was our, fun because we were on. We were on. You know, PlayStation. The, the other one that I was really hoping for was Jacob Chitrin for Chitrin? us to acquire. Yeah. I don't know if what the Arizona Coyotes were asking for for Chitrin was going to be worth it for us because I don't. Our problem wasn't defense, it's depth scoring. Yeah. So. I wanted to, I was like, we already are backed up in defense. We have Ty Smith playing in the minors, and he's better than Brian Dumoulin. But after that, after he's after this year, that's not going to be a problem. Dumoulin's going to walk in free agency, yeah. and Ty Smith's going to come up. This is starting to feel like a Penguins podcast. I could talk about them all fucking day long. But <laughs> no, anyway, we talk I, about them quite a bit. I didn't know if you got any of you guys saw this. Did you see that the Red Wings had ended up actually putting a bid in for JVR? JVR, yeah. and then uh, and then purportedly Stevie Y hung up on Chuck Fletcher and didn't. Is that what it was? He just hung up on him. I don't. Uh, uh, I say that figuratively. And it sounds uh, like uh, some Stevie Y Evidently, yeah. Allegedly, they looked at some. Uh, like they looked at something is what I'm told. They looked at one thing and it changed Stevie Y's mind, and he said, "No, thank you. I've changed my mind. Goodbye." Wow. Which, in my opinion, is probably the. Dumbest fucking move that he's made in this whole eyes are playing thing. JVR sucks. Have you seen how well he's been playing he's this just, year? He's just old, too. JVR, JVR, what, 32, JVR, 33? JVR was drafted second overall by the Flyers in 07. So how, that, how, long, how old does that make him? Probably 34, 33, 34. Uh, uh, that sounds about right. I think. Hold on. Yeah. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got Here this. Here we go, Ethan. But he hasn't Here been... JVR hasn't been... 
up to up to his prime. He so hasn't been. He's also on the fucking Flyers. That's true. That uh, the, uh, I have a theory that Chuck po- Chuck Fletcher is a puppet and that Bobby Clark really runs that team. But JVR is thirty three. Yeah, thirty three. Yeah. Thirty three. Yeah, uh, I was thinking like that sounds about right. I was going to say 35, yeah. it was close. Jumping into a few more trades here. This one, I think that the second team listed actually might have won this one. The Dallas Stars acquire forward Evgeny Dadanov from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for forward Denis Garyanov. That was... I think, the, I, her, I think the Canadians won this one. I think yeah. that, I think Dallas gave up on Guryanov way too early. Yeah, that's they, what I'm saying, like, yeah. Dallas... The, Guryanov has had a no, he had a hell he had a hell of a year last year. It was like which he, I believe last he year was, was his rookie. No, he season. was he was okay. No, he's been playing he's been in it for a while. Has he? I think I think he Who played I think his first full uh, season Garyan, Dennis Guryanov. Um I think I was like if I recall correctly, I think his first full season in Dallas he was the year of the Dallas Cup run in the COVID. Uh, was it? Okay. And he had a 20 goal season that year. Uh Dennis Garyanov was drafted first round. He was a first overall round. in 2015. 2015. Okay. It took him a while to get into the system, but yeah, I think he would eventually got there. Playing, though, and, and, question. Yeah, that was like he played. I think he played a while in Russia, didn't he? Or was uh, he? Or, about, yeah, I think or, so. or was he like a CHL prospect? I don't remember. I, he's definitely Russian. It just what did he play in the K or did he stay in? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not America. too familiar with Garyanov, but I do know that Dallas gave up on him. All I remember is that in I th- okay, what I know. think what, what I think was his first season in the NH first full season, he had a 20 goal season. Um, but it was like he was a pure goal scorer. He wasn't a, really a playmaker. He had nine assists he that did, season. He had 29 points, but 20 goals. He really has yet to have a full season. The, I, mean, I think close, he's had a couple serious injuries, hasn't the he? The closest yeah. full season he had was the 21-22 season. He had 73 games played in the 20- How did he do? And uh, the, how, what was his score sheet that year? Uh, I think it was like... He had 11 goals, 20 assists. Okay, so, so playmaking ability better. 31 points. Yeah. That was, an, that was an improvement, but in the other direction. Uh, <laughs> he spent a total of two years in the KHL. Okay. And then he went to the Texas Stars in 2016. That was minor league, yeah. In the AHL, uh, picked up by, or brought on by Dallas for the 2016-2017 season, where he only played one game. Went back down to the Texas Stars for two more years. Went back up to Dallas for two more years. Went down for. He was an up and down player. Went yeah. down to Texas for the 1920 season, and then he's been with Dallas. He was with Dallas from yeah. uh, twenty to twenty three, and now he. They traded him Montreal. Yeah, it was and like, now he's in Montreal. He had an up and down time in Dallas. When did he have that twenty goal season? Which one was that? That was the twenty twenty one. That was uh, eleven goals, twenty assists. Okay, because I know his he had a twenty nine, twenty nine. Is one his only twenty goal season? Was the eighteen nineteen season okay, with so the Texas wait. Stars? Really? Okay, maybe I read misread the table that I read on him though, because I thought that was a Dallas season. But whatever. We still got a lot more trades to get through here, man. It is yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the New Jersey Devils acquire for Timo Meyer and Timur Abrigamov, and defenseman Scott Harrington and Santeri Hakata. Got, there's so many things involved in this trade. They got rid of Scott but, Harrington the next day. They sent him to Anaheim. Yeah, um, but I think. Just in general, Timo Meyer, if he's involved, I think you got to say the Devils won this year. Devils oh, win yeah. this one, and yeah, it, honestly, I'm tempted to even say Devils fleece, 
Makama Dolan is a pretty good player. Fabian Zetterlund is a decent bottom sixer if you're a good team, but I don't... I'm not so sure like, he's The, the big things you're getting rid of here yeah. was the first round and the conditional second, which can end up being a first. That could be nice. But yeah, that would be great for I'm amazed. Somebody like Timo Meyer, who's still fresh, young, what, 25 years old, 26 uh, years old? Let's talk young Devils players, though. Hmm. I'm shocked that the Sharks didn't walk out of there with one of Alex Holtz, 7th overall pick in 20, or... Dawson Mercer, the um, that's the what I was thinking. Young, was getting yeah. involved with young Mercer. middle six guy, already ready. He he could develop easily develop into a star. He was one of it was like I really liked him going into this season and after the last season he yeah. had. I actually drafted him in fantasy. I was like, uh, spoiler alert! I play fantasy with some of these boys here, and uh, uh, he didn't, he has not played up to what I expected of him, but he's still pretty good. He, he didn't he doesn't produce a lot for me in fantasy, but he's solid. Timo Meyer is 26. 26, okay. 26 years old. He was a, I believe he was a ninth overall pick in 15. Correct. All right. Wow, you got, you're really good on your draft dates. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, not all of them, just a few of them, and I was. Well, you. I thought that would be. You've gone literally spot on. <laughs> Every one that you've thrown out has been spot on. I'm, I'm good at years. I'm not too good at like exact first. rounds, but yeah. I'm good at years. Uh, I was like, I couldn't tell. I couldn't have told you. Uh, like what position or year Gurianov was, but I knew he here's was the one. First. Here's one that I think so. somebody gave up way too much. Tampa Bay giving up way too much for this Tanner Janot. Tanner Janot. He's a great player, fantastic young player, but also only what 23, 24 years old. He, but they he gave he gave up goals. way too much. He had a five goal. Tampa season. Bay Tanner Janot. Oh, they acquired okay. Tanner Janot from Nashville in exchange for Cal Foot, a conditional first round in twenty five, a second in twenty four. And a third, fourth, and fifth in 2023. They gave up way too much. Yeah. This is what, uh, like, they're Tanner acting Genoa's like... 25. 25, okay. The, the Lightning are banking on this being another Brandon Hagel trade. Yeah. And Tanner Genoa is not Brandon Hagel, I'm sorry. He's, he's good, but, like, he's been on a dry spell this year, and I don't know if you can really... I, I understand that... Maybe he just needs a change and it boosts him up, uh, mm. but because he's playing for Nashville. Yeah. But again, terrible coaching staff. <laughs> but five? I would. I expected him to have like ten by now. He had a seventeen goal last year. Yeah. I was like, I, I would have. Um, I, I think I, I think I, I think I drafted Tanner Janot in fantasy this uh, year, like early on, because I thought he yeah. was going to be insane. And he needs a, I was like he would have. <laughs> I would have expected twice his goal production if you you were giving if up not, this if much not more. Yeah. yeah, at yeah. least. But uh, another one, one of the many multiple Toronto trades, they acquired defenseman Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, and a condition, conditional fifth round pick in 2024, and a conditional fifth in 2025. From the Blackhawks in exchange for Ford Joey Anderson, Ford Pavel Gogolev, a conditional first in 25 and a second in 26. Wow. Okay. That one, yeah. I think Toronto wins this one. Yeah. Getting Jake, uh, was like Jake McCabe, McCabe kind of gets forgotten about. On Sam Lafferty, a, who's a, a solid 13th, 14th sub forward, who can yeah, has yeah. third line potential, I think, in my personal opinion. Who's yeah. that, Lafferty? Sam Lafferty. Oh, yeah. Lafferty surprised me this year. It was like, I remembered him as being a pretty much like stone hands guy for the for the penguins and it made me sad because he was western pa raised he was from i think a place called holidaysburg but i'm just that sounds about right yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. he was uh uh 
and that's like a Pittsburgh suburb, if I'm not mistaken. But the um, yeah, he has the, at the time he got traded to the Leafs, he had ten goals, and I was I was like, for the Blackhawks, that's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm I'm pleased that he's finally developing some of his offensive game, and I hope that's not just him getting a lot of top minutes on the Chicago on the terrible Blackhawks team. But uh, hey, I liked him for his defensive. Uh, Playmaking ability, but I was sad that he couldn't deliver on any of the offenses yeah. and stats he had after his first mini season with the yeah. Penguins. He was okay, but and he was okay in his uh, first year. But I think he played something like he played over half, just over half a season in his second time with the Penguins, yeah. and uh, he had nothing. Yeah. Another, oh, another frustrating to watch. A, a big but. name one involved here: the Carolina Hurricanes acquire forward Jesse Puljujarvi from the Edmonton Oilers in exchange to the rights to unsigned draft choice forward Patrick. Puistola. Dude, I never saw at, that one. Pull the yeah. RV, yeah. I was like, Going to Carolina. Yeah, that's it. Edmonton finally moved them. At, at one point, I wanted Pittsburgh to one for one trade cap and then the Oilers for Pull That's what I've been saying that for a while. Yeah. But <laughs> I was really. I'm I'm happy to just clear the cap we have for Kapanen. So I was. Too. Am I, was I happy that we've we'll got that. nothing for him? Not really. I mean, I don't think he would have been worth much. Maybe a third round pick, fourth round pick at he best. Had a, like he had another year on contract, and he was like three million dollars, which is a yeah. lot in the NHL cap. So yeah, I'm. I was like, I'll take it. Yeah, he was worth almost nothing. So yeah. Uh, the other another one involving the Toronto Maple Leafs, Washington Washington acquires yeah Washington Capitals acquired defenseman Rasmus Sandin to the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for defenseman Eric Gustafson and a first round pick in the twenty twenty three draft. This was uh, pretty solid. That was, this was solid. that was one? that one came out of nowhere. I was surprised. I thought that with the Orlov trade, they uh, they were kind of giving up on the season and letting go, uh, mm. but then. Oh God! Who's the, the? What's the name of the guy who's running the Washington offices now? The the GM? I don't even remember. His no name. idea. That's I'm not the one. I, that's one of the few <laughs> I don't remember. But uh, they, they say, "Hold up! I'm not done yet." Uh, so he goes and trades for Sandine, and who I am a pretty big fan of as a defenseman. I, I like mean, him. Yeah. I was like, and didn't they? Did you say they traded that first round pick they got from Boston for that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I alluded to that earlier yeah. in the podcast, but, but I, this one. I don't know. Is there? I don't know if there's a clear-cut winner in this one. This one's pretty. That's kind of um, even. I split right down. The okay, <laughs> I would say Washington, but I. It, it seems like a strange move for the direction they're going in. Do they want to retool? Do they want to rebuild? They can't seem to decide what they want. They're doing both. Yeah, and I don't ever <laughs> see that at the deadline. So yeah, they they weren't buyers nor sellers. They were kind of. They did both. Well, yeah. <laughs> they uh, and uh, perhaps the reason for that being. When they traded Orlov to Boston, uh, maybe this is their guy that they want to replace Orlov. Because, yeah. purportedly, I heard um, a lot of NHL insiders saying that Dim- Dmitry Orlov was not agreeing to new contract terms. He was like They wanted to re-sign him, but uh, management would not give him the term he wanted. So, when he couldn't get a six-year contract out of him, maximum offer was five years. Yeah. Uh, they traded him to Boston because he wouldn't budge. So th- that shocked me. And I was like, I guess yeah, the, he was real serious about that extra year. Yeah, I, I do agree so. that Washington might have won this one, but the only thing that holds me back and wants to say Toronto is that first-round pick. Yeah, true. That first-round pick, let's be honest, guys, it's going to be the, fr- it's gonna be the 30 the second overall pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Back-to-back more, two more coming from Toronto. The New York Islanders acquire Ford Pierre Envol from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for a third-round pick. That's a sneaky good move. He's actually yeah. a really solid bottom sixer. He's very solid. He's a, he's a, he's a third-liner that I would that he's been yet a, another a one that I would have liked Pittsburgh to pick up. Consistent, what, 30-point 30 30 point getter? 40 yeah, point no, getter? Third, uh, he, had, he was 15-20-35 last season. I don't know how many th- games he played, but uh, he played near a full season, and that yeah. was his stat total. I looked that up, and I'm like, whoa, I had no idea he was producing that well and if I had known that I would have been like screaming for the Penguins to pick him up this entire time and Maple Leafs did something very similar kind of just swapping defensemen like yeah Washington brought in uh Uh, and instead Orlov Toronto brought in Luke Shen from Vancouver in exchange for an original Leafs draft pick a fifth overall in 2008 by the way so that's an interesting one he's back home you're blowing my mind with how well you know these these (laughs) draft picks man Jesus I've looked at a lot of hockey <laughs> players' pages, and I know a lot of the notable first-rounders that are currently playing. Yeah, for example, oh, like for instance, uh, I bet y'all didn't know this one. Braden Shen was a first-round pick of the LA Kings, and he hardly played for him. I, I knew that. One. I knew he was a first-round pick. But it, he, he, LA picked him, and he played yeah. like a handful for him. Uh, another decent one here. Uh, Edmonton Oilers acquired defenseman Matthias Ekholm in the sixth, sixth round pick in 2024 from the Nashville Predators in exchange for defenseman Tyson Berry, Ford Reed Scheifer in a first round pick in 2023 and a fourth in 2020. Hold on, guys. This is exceptionally rare in this day and age. Ken Holland fleece the Predators here. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Matthias Ekholm. Okay. I was like, giving up Reed Schaefer. Okay, that's a little tough. He, he was... He's better than advertised at 32nd overall. He's been had a great junior year. But, holy smokes, is Ekholm the kind of thing that the Oilers need or yeah. what? He's the he's that rock-solid defenseman they have been looking for ever. They've been needing. So yeah. I'm excited yeah, to see how and just, it was like Ekholm is something like 33 years old and just hitting the cusp of like being good offensively. Yeah. He's been known as a defensive guy forever. Is he that old now? Uh, he's older. He's in his oh. 30s, I know. Wow. I, I, knew Bear, I knew Barry was getting up there. I know Barry's probably around the same age. Is 32. 32, 32 yeah. He's gotten up there. So I was like, I um, I had no idea he was playing as well offensively as he was this year. Yeah. But, wow. That is definitely what the um, what the Oilers needed. Tyson Berry was somebody something yeah. that the most vocal Oilers fans have been screaming for them to get yeah. rid of the him Oil- for ages. So obviously, just based on that, the Oilers yeah. win this trade. But yes. Oilers yeah. Oilers that, That's shot. a... That, Reed, that was yeah. a, a Steve Yeisman type of fleece there. Hey, <laughs> was, yeah. hey, Reed Schaefer bites, but it's worth it for what you need. Reed, I was like, Schaefer's not going to be playing in the NHL for years. I hope he kills it with Nashville. But this is what the Oilers need. Yeah. Defend like strong defensemen. You really splashed this one, and, uh, <laughs> and honestly, it, I David Poyle should be low key embarrassed. Well, but congratulations on the retirement, though. I hear Barry Trotz is going to be the next next one. Good for him, probably. Uh, another small one here before the big one. We pile been waiting to talk about uh, Minnesota Wild acquired Gustav Nyquist in exchange for a fifth round pick from the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think Nyquist been hurt for like the entire year. Pretty much, yeah. That's something what like I, that. And they're they're banking on like him getting healthy and them making the playoffs. And yeah. Minnesota's like on the cusp, although they have been winning pretty well yeah, lately. They have been. Yeah. And I was like, I think they've been on a bit of a hot streak lately. Yeah. Do you, anybody want to check just how much they have been? Okay, because like Who, Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild, yeah. 
They've they've been winning quite a few games as of re- yeah. as of lately. Yeah, uh, they they like, their, own the, uh, their plan was to win a lot of games and then uh, land him right perfectly in time for them to get to the playoffs, and then he'll just pop off. Is what they're hoping. I think. I think um, right now they're on like an eight game win streak, maybe <coughs> maybe double digits. Yeah, they're okay. Combined loss record, they're thirty five and twenty seven, so they're well in the green here. Yeah, but uh, they're okay. They've got a one over lead over Calgary right now, for what it's worth. But, um, yeah, they're second in the division. They have been climbing like crazy. Yeah. And they got three straight wins. Uh, three straight? Okay. Three straight, and I thought it was be- even better than that. Sheesh. Uh, One, two, three, four. Okay, they have won seven of their last eight, and the one loss came in overtime to the Leafs. So they're on so, an eighteen point streak. Then. So they are going crazy. Soon, yeah. soon to be nine, depending on the score tonight. It's only it's one nothing, so it could easily change. Yeah. But uh, yeah. like, yeah. uh, side note, we'll get to it in maybe in a little bit. But I think Daryl Sutter should be fired. Hot take. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the, the big one that we are all waiting for: the New York Rangers acquire forward Patrick Kane and defenseman Cooper Zek from the Chicago Blackhawks. In a three-team trade that also included the Arizona Coyotes. The no Blackhawks surprise. received defenseman Andy Bulinski, a conditional second in 2023, and a fourth in 2025 from the Rangers, and defenseman Vili Surajarvi from the Coyotes. The Coyotes acquired a third-round pick in the 2025 draft. Involved in there. What kind of Finnish name is Surajarvi? Yeah. Okay. S-A-A-R... I-J-A-R-V. Sorry, Yarvi. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I think this was one of the, honestly, was one of the big trades that most people were focused on, where I was, was trying to see, like, where Wait, where's Patrick Kane going? Is it actually yeah. going to happen? Is he going to go to the Rangers? Might he take a hometown discount and go back to Buffalo and play for the no. Sabres, help say, like, carry him into the playoffs? Some, that that, that would have been six, poetic, man. really. That top six for the Rangers. If they if they don't make it at least back to the Eastern Conference Finals, then... There's something wrong. Yeah, there's yeah. something majorly wrong. Okay. So and top then, six makes it what? Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrick Kane. Mika Zibanejad has had a really rough was that, was that, couple There's one, that one final six, top six four that I'm, I can't quite remember, but it just, I it's just insane. I believe in, in the back, back In the back end, you got Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, and then, and then obviously you got Igor. Which, I believe in back-to-back games, Mika Zibanejad has missed a wide-open net. I, 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 you can fact check that and call me a clown if I'm wrong on that one, but I believe that's what I heard. I, I didn't watch the game. I was uh, I was just told that. I I know he missed at least one. But yeah, that's the Rangers win this trade and easily. Easily. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's a dump for Chicago. They're trying to get any. They're trying to get salvaged for parts after this one. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then there was the trade that broke my little fucking Motor City heart. We talking about the Canucks Red Wings trade or this one? No, this one? is yeah. between... Oh, this is a Verona trade. No, no. it's not. All right. This is the Chronic trade. No. No. This is Tyler Bertuzzi oh, yeah. going to the Boston Bruins for a 2024 first round. With top ten protected, and a twenty twenty five fourth round. The Boston Bruins they can afford to take a little bit of a risk here. They're not going so crazy that they can make this kind they're, of play. They're going but this, this is year. a this is a payment that if I wasn't going so like insanely well on the season like Boston is, I wouldn't have paid this because like 
I think he had like a two goal game in the days leading up to the trade deadline. He yeah. uh, like he had come granted he had come back from injury, so they're praying he returns to form in Boston. But he had something like two goals in his in twenty five games played in the season, and I was like, "What, Tyler, buddy? What happened?" I was, well, that was the one I was not expecting. I was saying, yeah. I was just about to ask, were any of you expecting him to go to Boston? No. I was no. I think I was expecting him to be moved, but not I was to Boston. Expecting, I was expecting him to be moved too. Yeah, I was maybe not expecting to him to be moved out west I, to maybe like a team like Anaheim okay. or L.A. or Vegas. He, he's okay. another one that but I had he, that I had. My penguin heart set on. Was, okay. Was Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to see. I saw the um. Gold. Yeah. When I saw how much Boston paid for Bertuzzi, I I saw it. I thought there is no way that Steve Eiserman would have ever traded the, him to the Boston Bruins. But Don Sweeney just kept upping the ante and giving him more and more until he said, oh, "You know what? You do. That's I, you're giving me a Brinks yeah, truck for. I, I, you I, sure I think, have it. I think, Take it. I think Boston overpaid personally. Yeah, Boston I, yeah. definitely overpaid for him, and they're banking on a return to form. And he I could, that was part but, of the other player. He yeah. was just waiting for him to add more and more and more. And he's finally, he's like, you know what? That's you know enough. what? You've given me so much here that you, sure have it. I didn't. I was like, I don't. I don't want to give <laughs> take, him. To take him. You. Uh, I was I like, am. look, well, as much as I don't want to give him to you, and this, I like what you're giving me. This might be dumb. What's not like. So, since we now have these draft picks from a team like Boston, do you think the Red Wings have the potential to put a bid on somebody like Connor Bedard? No. 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 It was like, who are they, uh, it was like, the the Red Wings protected that pick, didn't they? Yeah. Watch, this will be the one. Wait, no, that was was Boston. The the year where they finished... They traded 18th in the league picks. compared to the, when they were dead last and got fourth overall. This Wait year they'll be they'll be 18th in the league and get first overall. This is something I didn't consider. Boston traded f- two first round picks this year, didn't they? It was a first so. and a fourth. Did yeah. they? Wait, no. No, oh, are you talking just about okay, yeah. overall? What yeah. if they traded two first round picks that belonged to somebody? And I want to know who's who got whose pick. It's it's a whole. There's so much like, that happened. Yeah, that's, Did that? Uh, who owns the first round pick? Who originally owns the one that Detroit holds now? Anybody want to go and cap friendly figure that one out? Here. Yeah. When I um, when I saw it, I me I was shocked and I immediately was wondering how Ethan felt because I knew he was gonna be. Well, Kyle was the one that brought it up to me. He's like, "Hey, dude, I got bad news." And I'm like, "Who fucking died?" <laughs> And he's like, well, about, well, your little Red Wings heart is about to. And I was like, why? Okay. He's like, so, Tyler Bertuzzi's gone. And I'm like, where the fuck did he go? Okay. He's like, you're not going to like it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, he went to Boston, that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, aforemen- the aforementioned pick that... <coughs> Excuse me, my voice is going. I'm having too much fun. But that first round pick that Toronto got from Washington... Uh, for Sandine was indeed Boston's that Washington got for Orlov. Okay. But uh, the one that Detroit got from Boston was... Oh, here, let's see what, what this was. Okay. While, while we were figuring that out, something that was an absolute, absolute steal by the Los Angeles Kings seeing what ha- happened later yeah. on. Yeah. The Columbus Blue Jackets acquired goaltender Jonathan Quick 
a conditional first-round pick in 2023 and a third in 2024 from the Kings in exchange for defenseman Vladislav Garikov and goaltender Jonas Korpisalo. Dude, oh, that's a yeah. steal by Columbus Blue Jackets <clears throat> legend. Legend. We'll get to that, but yeah. Jonathan Legendary. Quick, you are a giga chat for refusing to go. Like, oh, your oh, number 32 will be. Yeah, that's, yeah. That is an absolute steal by the Los Angeles Kings. There's, yes. there's no, no debate saying who won that trade. No. Uh, another one that I kind of wasn't expecting. I was expecting him to be moved, but not for a team of this caliber to pick him up. The Hurricanes acquiring Shane Gostas Bear from the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, really? In exchange for a third-round pick in 2026. So uh, Carolina wins that one for yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the other one that, that probably didn't break Ethan's heart as much was Vancouver acquiring defenseman Philip Hronick and a fourth-round pick in 2023 in exchange for, for a conditional first in the 2023 and a second in 2023. It, it's not so much that it would have broken my heart. Oh. It just... Okay, so... Um, what did they do here? Let's see. I was expecting him to move at some point this season. I just didn't know to where. Yeah. Was I surprised? Sure. Was I like, oh no, not my Ronick? What the fuck? No, he was blossoming like crazy. I, I love Ronick. Oh, I love Phil Ronick. He's amazing. But I was also at the same time just kind of like, at least he's out of Detroit. Yeah. As much as it hurts me to say, at least he is going to be with a team that. Is it, that really? Am, am I thinking of somebody else? Did Ronick come over in the Mantha trade? No, he was, no, he was drafted no. by Detroit. Who was, who was on that Mantha trade? I know it was Verona. It was, uh, <coughs> I thought it. I think it was Verona, and I think Verona and a pick went there for. I, yeah, it was I think the only. I thought there's one more player involved. No, in that. it was no, Washington Verona, side. It was Verona and it may have been two picks. It was. No, yeah, that's right. It was bigger on on Verona's side. Let me see. I, I want to say it was Verona and two picks for Mantha. Because the, the the Mantha trade, I remember saying that Detroit fleeced him. Let oh, me yeah. see. Oh, oh yeah, Detroit one hundred percent fleeced him. No, there there was another player, and it, it, it you guys might remember this as a guy I really hated playing against when Pen- the Penguins were in Chicago because Patrick Ooh. Kane fed him everything. Richard Ponick. Panic. That's the Panic. one. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's this is like Verona was traded to the Red Wings along with Richard Ponick, a first in twenty one, and a second round pick in twenty twenty two in exchange for Anthony Mantha. What the hell was that? Stevie, yeah. hello. Which that first round pick ended up being Lucas Raymond, I believe. Oh yeah. man, what? No, that would that wouldn't uh, have been. Or would that have been because Sider? it was. No, uh, that, no, that it would have been later in the draft year. Let me see here, because did they get okay? It was no. Holy they got that one from it. Dallas. Uh, um, from Washington via Detroit. They traded that pick to Dallas, and that became Wyatt Johnston at twenty third overall. Okay. 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 And he's disgusting, by the way. I yeah, love him. Wyatt. What? Spitfire alumni. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was like, what is it? Didn't he score like hundred and twenty <laughs> points with Windsor last yeah, year? Yeah. I I something I remember crazy. looking that up because I was looking at potential trade candidates for Matthew Kachuk. When he was in his final days as a Calgary Flame, I thought Dallas was a potential fit. That was one of the rumored places. And I looked and thought maybe they could blame Wyatt Johnson. And then I looked at his <laughs> stat table and holy shit. <laughs> and the final one from March 1st was Ottawa Senators acquiring defenseman Jacob Chicharin from the, Auto- 
From the Ottawa Senators, yeah. Yeah. The from the Ottawa Arizona Coyotes. The saga, the long-running saga is finally over. Yeah, going to, from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for a first and 23, a second and 24, and a second and 26. Honestly, I think they might have slightly overpaid. Just a little bit. It was like... Ch- get, get rid of that second second okay. pick. Chikrin has not played a full season in, like, a season that was designed to be 82 games. Y- yes, he did technically yeah. play one full season. It was the COVID year. He yeah. played 56 games that year. Yeah. But... <clears throat> So if you're going by technicality, he's played one full season. But the guy has injury problems, and that also played a role in what took him so long to play. Yeah. I was like, I think it took him. That's that's till... the only reason that I might be saying that. I think Arizona honestly might have somehow won this. Didn't trip. it take him until like last month for him to recover and start playing games yeah. for Arizona, yeah. and then they traded him at the deadline. Yeah. Was uh, but yeah. Uh, by the way, side note, um, he played his first game in Ottawa tonight. Beauty of a goal. What a shot. It would have been even more of an exclamation point if the shots weren't 23-3 to Ottawa by that time. <laughs> really? It was, it was like, that goal was the fourth Ottawa goal of the game. It was 4-1, and uh, it's kind of a joke that they scored in three shots. But and this, uh, uh, Another move that Arizona made yeah. on March 2nd kind of surprised the hell out of me. Uh, acquiring forward Jakub Voracek in a sixth-round pick from the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for goaltender John Gillies. Oh, that's wait, not that's wait, not wait, a cat wait, wait, move. Wait, wait. Yeah, that, Voracek's going to Arizona. Hey, that's a that's a cat move. <laughs> Voracek's not going to play again. He's hurt. Yeah, he's, he's well yeah. injured. Yeah. yeah, he's he's done. Well, he's he's pretty old too, ain't he? He was uh, 34. Yeah. I think he was the. Don't quote me on this one because I don't remember the draft position, but he was. He was a top ten pick at Columbus in like two thousand and six or something. Thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah, yeah, See, I'm good with ages and good with years. Oh seven. Okay, so he was probably he was the third, I think. He then. was first first round seventh pick of seventh, seventh okay. overall. Okay, I knew he was top ten pick at Columbus Blue Jackets, and he played he played three seasons there as three, I think, and then I think he got traded as an RFA to Philly. Yeah, he yeah. played most of his season there. Then moving on. Most of his career. Moving on. Me. Columbus Blue Jackets legend Jonathan Quick going to the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> oh, Jonathan Quick, I love you for your response. You told the Jackets to fuck off. I'm Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, I am not finishing he's my like, career he's with like, you. He's like, I'm out of here. He's going to get that jersey retired at the next Columbus game. Yeah, on- <laughs> Can't yeah. wait for it. Man. Can you imagine if they did just as a meme? <laughs> oh, Honestly, I- it was like, listen. If he likes well, playing hockey thing, enough, that's if good you for notice, him. But he never went negative with Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's honestly zero point zero zero goals against. Him. <laughs> it's think about it as like in the same way as Henrik Lundqvist. He never went negative with Washington either. Oh, Oof. poor guy. But still, it was like I'm happy for him. I don't get it. Just if you love the game that much and you still want to continue playing, John, all the power <laughs> to you. But. Honestly, after they traded you from LA, I would have just, just retired. I would have just retired there. Why do you want to play for your division rival? Hmm? He got traded to he's Vegas. He's 37? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. old. Holy shit. Jonathan Quick. Yeah, 20, he's old, yeah. Hey, 2012 was 11 years ago, Ethan. He was well, he was drafted in 2005. It took him a yeah. long time to get through the system. Yeah. And then eventually he finally did get up there and he won and a he couple was of even drafted 72nd overall. Third round. Common goaltender. Third, Common goaltender pickup. Yeah. Yeah. Third round, 11th. But that, that one is pretty much the end of like the big name trades. 
a couple of smaller ones uh, being um, did we, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Flyers acquiring Brendan Lemieux in a fifth-round pick in exchange for Zach McEwen. Honestly, the, okay. Lemieux's going to where he belongs, with, yes, the, with um, the goons. <laughs> fucking, yeah. Did, but, I, make, uh, did they, I say that? Um, anyway, uh, I think we, they, we briefly touched on this one because we were talking about it with the Bertuzzi trade. Um, what about, uh, like, who's the winner of the Philip Ronick trade? Uh, Vancouver Canucks get Philip uh, Hironik from the Detroit Red Wings, and I think the Red Wings got uh, got the first-round pick. Yeah, I looked that up. The other first-round pick they have this year is the Islanders. It's top 12 protected. It's the one they got in the Horvat trade back in January. Okay. So, yeah. The, um, the other one that I was confused about that I thought was a first-round pick that Boston paid for Bertuzzi, that was a 24 pick, and I wasn't paying attention to that on that one. I was oh, like, wow. I missed that one. But... Uh, I was like, that's why I was so confused. I thought they were the same year first. And I was like, the other one, which I'm kind of happy to see him returning to Pittsburgh, Nick Benino Be- coming back to Pittsburgh. Bones, we love you, buddy. Benino, it's, Benino, Benino, Benino. This being a three-team trade, I don't think there's really a winner here. Singh actually, yeah. um, Singh recorded himself reenacting that goal call in the, in the Pens game earlier today. Yeah, uh, was like awesome. he, he recorded that and he sent it to AT and T Sportsnet, and I, I thought that was pretty cool. But well, well, it doesn't actually, sound as cool as when he did it in the uh, Cup final. Believe but, it or not, I found this out yesterday. Penguins and AT&T Sports said this is the last year of their contract together. Oh, I didn't. Oh, really? They, I I'm heard surprised something, I didn't know that. I heard something when I was doing research that Penguins or Pittsburgh Sports will no longer be broadcasted through AT&T Sports oh, wow. Where are they going instead? I do not know. They that have not been announced. announced. <coughs> I better still be able just, to pay for it. It was just re- It was just announced like uh, maybe a week ago, Max. Because ESPN doesn't give ESPN Plus. Is that just the Penguins, or is that Pittsburgh in general? So no so more Pirates games so either. Pirates, Pirates will be involved in that too. Yeah. yeah. So it makes me wonder if they're going to do something like if Bally Sports are moving up. I'd see Bally, Bally is going bankrupt. Are they? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was are. I was told that earlier tonight. I actually so, wasn't aware of that myself because well, uh, I honestly I said, really go do back, not. Go no, back I am not a fan of. Valley as a corporation. Go back in time. Is Root Sports still a thing? Hmm? Is Root Sports still a thing? Is no, that no. Uh, go back going uh, back they, Root, Sports? Root Sports is still a thing, but they don't have a Pittsburgh region anymore. They no. have. Uh, they cover Seattle. I think they, they cover, cover some others. I think Seattle is the only hockey network yeah. they cover. Okay. But I think they have. I think they cover some other sports as well. And I'm yeah. Yeah, no, well, the Mariners. I want to say is one of them. Well, also you got to look at it with ESPN Plus covering a lot of ESPN and all of the. Uh, streamlined cable services are starting to produce hockey again. Like, look how we're starting to get TNT and ABC back for NHL Network. Also, you have ESPN and ESPN Plus that are starting to restream all of the big NHL games. Like, before we started recording tonight, we watched the Minnesota game. We caught the beginning of the Minnesota Flames game on ESPN. Yeah, it's like, plus, yeah. yeah, and it's like, okay, a lot of people now have right now have the online cable where they can pick whatever they want to watch. So except for local team. Except for their local. Because yeah. that's been the biggest problem with yeah. ever since the NHL has Well, I think that's what they're trying to get back into. I think they're try- I think the NHL is trying to get games to stream back on their local channels. Yeah. I mean, hell, I watched the Penguins game the other night on fucking NBC. 
They don't have the. the they don't have the. Or ABC. Thing. I'm sorry. No, it they, was. Uh, you're talking about. It was like they have ESPN. And it was like a, they. I don't. Think no, they have there a was a. Or it was yeah. TNT. TNT. That one of the. Yeah, Thursday, it's TNT. One of the Thursday night <laughs> there games. There you go. It was Penguins Flyers. One of the Thursday night games. <laughs> I watched it on TNT, and I'm like, I have not seen hockey on TNT since. Fucking how long? Yeah. Uh, then the last big name involved, which pretty much like the last trade that went through right at the deadline, John Klingberg going to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for defenseman Andre Schuster, the rights to Ford, Nikita Nesterenko, and a fourth-round pick in 2025. Man, oh, how the mighty have fallen for John Klingberg. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I remember, like, he was a beast so long ago. It feels like just yesterday, John Klingberg was scoring the series-winning goal for Dallas over Nashville in the COVID run. Yeah. And he was still really good then, but the, the, I don't know, like, his agent seriously overvalued him in unrestricted free agency. That's what you have in your Dallas jersey, right? Yeah. Johnny Bird. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I, in Dallas, he was great, but uh, I understand, I was like, I saw him sign in Anaheim, and I was like, what the hell? They suck. Uh, but it's, uh... <laughs> but now he, now and he's I going, knew, going, and I knew going back the, to a contending team yeah. being Minnesota. The only reason he signed in Anaheim, I knew, and I was like, he signed there just to be traded at the deadline. Yeah. He, I was like, he signed there for money, yeah. and he knows yeah. he's not going to be there past March. Yeah. So, which was smart on his end. Which I think the Wild win this trade. You know, but yeah, and being still still being only thirty yeah. years old, still being quite right middle of the pack, still somewhat young, but yeah. get, but getting up there I for still defensemen. Thought, I, I thought that was a hilarious signing, and I was like, dude is a walking trade piece. Like, yeah, that that about wraps up the. Crazy ass twenty twenty three trade. Yeah. Can I can I know one interesting one? Uh, Calgary was not really active in their in their trade Surprise deadline this year. Me, yeah. But uh, but one interesting thing they did do they made I don't remember if it was a three team trade or not. But they were real small minor players. But they traded Brett Ritchie for Nick Ritchie. Yeah. Among the other two. Yeah. <laughs> Ritchieception. I that's just. Too funny, dude. I uh, like. Of course, that is something that just it just feels flames. Yes. But in my opinion, the biggest winners in this, I'd say, Boston, Carolina. Yes. Carolina didn't hardly do anything, and they won. No, like they're already yeah. really incredibly small picks up with Shane, like, Shane Goss's bear. Oh, being the, the Goss's bear trade. Yeah. Well, like, did we talk about that one? We did. Yeah, no. We did. Okay. I missed yeah, that well, one. Well, Carolina's definitely in the powerhouse the next few years. Boston, they obviously. They swept the Penguins in this regular season series this um, year. And I anticipate to play them in biggest the right, well, Biggest losers, I'm saying, just because of how much they get rid of being Vancouver. So, um, Chicago, could, obviously. Yeah. All right, I got a question for y'all before we move on or head off to the main top, or the, our boss of the night. Um, thinking about next season. Who are your top five powerhouses coming out of all these trades? I'll start. These? I'll start. I'm going to yeah. go Boston, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Detroit, and I'm going to go the Bluecoats. I'm going to throw the Bluecoats. The Rangers? One. Yeah. I'm Pick gonna, one from the West. I'm going to go. My, Pick I'm one from go. the West. Those are all East. Uh, Avalanche. That's a good one. That's, a, that's an obvious pick. That's a good one. I mean, one. he nailed it, though. Even if they're all East, he nailed it, I think. I mean, Those are good ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, I, I mean, that was one of my hot takes at the beginning of the season. I said Detroit is going to be making a run for the playoffs. Like, I, I said it's, They're, they're yeah. not going to be out of it at any okay. point in the season. Are we, I'll, and I'll just to piss you guys off, I'll say Anaheim. I already, like one of my hot takes. No, he won't. Which, when we went over last week, 
was Boston on AK Playoff. Boy, I was wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I, th I saw a take on Twitter before the beginning of the season that the Boston Bruins were predicted to win the uh, President's Trophy based off of like certain analytics on the players and how they were... I don't know, due for yeah. ridiculous seasons. I was, but, and I was just saying that because I thought I did not think Pasternak was going to be there by the end yeah. of the season. Isn't one of the main reasons I said that Boston you didn't was think not he was going to resign? I did not think he was going to resign. I, no kidding. All right, no, the, but they. What did he? That was a ridiculous contract, by the way. What did he sign? Eight, eight years and eight, no, no. I remember eight years. Eleven and a quarter. Eleven point two five million for the next eight seasons. You yeah. want to know who? Sh uh, it was like you want to know who shares the same agent as David Pasternak and is an RFA next season. Hmm. Elias Pettersson. The Canucks are Which fucked. One? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Oh my gosh. That two, is, that's got, so stupid. We have two, two Sebastian Adahos, two Elias Petersons, and now on the we same have, team. And now we have two Matt Murrays as well. There's a. That's right. Who has the other one? Dallas. He just started oh, his first. Yeah, that's both right. goalies too. Just started his yeah, first yeah. game over there the other night. I think he got the he win. He started in Dallas. I think I think he got the win too. I can't remember. That's I I didn't know. I haven't been keeping tabs on Dallas very much. Other than Which that, I know insane. Jason Robertson is on a tear. I, he I was like as of tonight. Um, I don't know if he was. I don't know if the Stars are playing tonight and or if uh, he had any role in it. But last I looked about. Two and a half hours ago, he had 37 goals, so he's yeah. still rolling. He had 41 last season. He's on on pace to, to blow that out of the yeah. water. But um, yeah, what are your what are your five, Kyle? What do you, what would you say? Like who I think is gonna make a run next year? The the biggest ones to run next year. I have to go around Detroit. Like they, yeah. how much buying they've done and how okay. much smart selling they have done recently. You think um, Detroit's gonna be the real one they break through? I think okay. so. I do. That's think That's gonna so. be the year. Next year, I mean, I think you could even call him this year, but who I think is going to be even better next year is Dallas. I think Dallas is going to be really good next yeah. year. Well agreed, yeah. yeah. Um, their players have been improving. They got, they got a rookie in Wyatt Johnston. Uh, we got, yeah. uh, they got a Jason Robertson who's only looking up. Um, and you got Jake Ottinger who's... Ottinger is... Unbelievable. I was like, he had... A year to prove himself last season, and he was solid, but he He's wasn't... A, but he wasn't... Garnering the attention that he was elite during the regular season last year, and then he played that series against yeah. Calgary. Oh my god, that was word. an incredible series! But no, another one being, um, honestly, I think next year who can be a lot better than they were this year is the Islanders. Islanders, I think they did with that, especially that Bo Horvat trade alone. I think they're yeah, do, yeah. they're gonna bounce back after, after struggling a lot this, this year and last uh, year. Pierre Engvall will definitely help if he keeps working uh, the oh, same yeah. way he did in Toronto, but um, there yeah. have always been questions about the how things are going offensively in there. The, there seem to be mysteries around some of the players yeah. and why they don't and produce Ellie very well. Like, like, he's very, like, like very underrated. Yeah, that. he's crazy. He's like, the, he's been the one. He's been the rock carrying them so far. Better, like their offense has, has been dry many times this season, but yeah. Sorokin he's, steps up and they win close the games. Why, like he keeps the others in games a, a lot. I went year. to the game in P, at PPG where the Penguins played the Islanders on the twentieth of February, and oh my. Gosh, he just—he was infuriating to watch how well he was stunting we, on us. Like, because he but, was in net for yeah. the buff for the Sabers and Islanders game. We, even we said like he is the reason why like, like the Sabers game because 
Sabres had so many yeah. good chances on them. And of course we found a way to lose that game too. It was like, I, of course... Again, we gave up the game tangle with what, like a minute and a half left? Uh, no, it, was, it wasn't quite that close, but uh, the, all, both in the third period, I they tied it up with eight minutes to go and about, uh, I think, four and change they took the lead and yeah. you couldn't come back from it. So... Uh, and the Bo Horvath was a silly one too. He found the smallest hole, and I was like, oh, "You've got to be kidding!" That's the, like, that's been the that was the Penguins' luck through that stretch. Yeah. It was absolutely shit. But um, yeah, and something else to pay attention to um, in forty nine games uh, with the Canucks before he got traded to the Islanders, Bo Horvath had thirty one goals and was on, the, and he had already smashed his record out yeah. of the park. But in the entire month of February, um. Uh, he's had, uh, like, up to this point, since being traded on the 31st of January, he's had only five goals. So, I'm interested in seeing where he ends up. I was like, I, I don't doubt the talent that that guy has, and he's yeah. gonna keep going, but he's been quieter lately. Yeah. Quieter. He could easily heat it right back up, but I... I'm surprised it hasn't been even better. I thought he'd keep pace, because yeah. he held it for so long in Vancouver. Yeah. So, uh, I'm interested to see, the, like, just how well he has a, And, of course, that's one of the five he's scored since leaving Vancouver yeah. <laughs> was on us yeah. that game. Shit luck, but whatever. Yeah. Who do you guys think of the winners, then, of this? I mean... Or to look... Well, teams on, to look forward to next year. Let me think. Good. I mean, honestly, the, now that he mentioned I said everybody in the East, if I had to go West, if I had to go... I'll just go three out of the West. I'm going to go L.A. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Minnesota. And, That's a solid one, too. Uh, oh, I had what? L.A., Minnesota, and who was my third? Oh, my God. Um, you chose Colorado already. Yeah, that might have been it. Might have yeah. been Colorado. That was a good one. So, if I, so I basically did three of each. If I have to go a fourth, honestly, I'm going to say Seattle. <laughs> With how well they've been doing this year, I can't say They really didn't do much at the deadline. They didn't do much, but they've been well, doing well. It's a bit of a risk. But yeah, they didn't do... It's one of those things where... this year already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I think in my predictions, I had them going seventh I had in their division. Dead, I had them dead last. I, I think had I had them dead last as well. I predicted them doing a lot better. I predicted them around... Uh, like, instead of 31st in the league, they were right above Montreal last season in, in terms of, like, overall league standings. I... It predicted them to end up somewhere around twenty fourth, yeah. but not uh, not almost middle of the pack. For That's me, well beyond expectations. I'll, I'll do four for each conference. For the West, Dallas, Minnesota. Dallas is a good one. That's the one. Vegas. I was yeah. And I will say Seattle as well. Ooh. Um, Vegas with that quick quick acquirement alone. Yeah. My Does he still have term? I thought he was a UFA after this. I you think he might be on sure, right? My he only might, thing I mean. with Vegas is I feel like it's going to be one of those issues. Their biggest thing is staying healthy. Well, not e- Well, yes, staying healthy, but I also feel like Barstow they're going to start... I also feel like they're going to start um, falling apart. Like At some we, point, it's going like to. Like how we saw the last f- 
few years with all of these big teams that are slowly starting to crash. We saw I, it happen to Vegas last year. Like they they ran well, out of gas because their whole system was depleted. I mean, they also they missed the past by once just the last day of the season. They they lost. It the was game they needed one, to win or something. I think yeah. I think it was. I think I they think lost they, the game they needed to win, or the team that they needed to lose ended up winning, or something like that. They lost to the Vancouver Canucks, and that's what really stabbed them. If they that's won a, ga- a game against that incompetent foolery, then they would have been able to finish. And then as for the teams in the East, Detroit, um, Tampa, the Rangers, the Islanders, I'll throw an honorable um, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have to pretty much agree with Jeffy's West Coast, uh, but I would swap Seattle for L.A. Okay. I w- I would have I would have to. Uh, my West or my East is obviously Detroit. I mean, but that's I'm just gonna let my bias show. I'm not gonna hide it. Uh, Boston. Give me the blue coats. Give me Carolina. Yeah. I I think that's what yeah. those are gonna, those are gonna did be. Did I my say eight. Carolina? Okay. Yeah, uh, I think you did. You, you did in your initial okay. picks. Okay. Yeah. One. Sorry. The pain meds are kicking in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm gonna pick about I'll say three or four from the east, three or four from the from the west. Uh, but I want to start with one from the west that nobody else seems to have mentioned here, even though one of us is wearing their jersey. None of you picked Edmonton, which is a pretty big shocker for me. Well, they've been real. They've been really rising, and I understand that there've been yeah. doubts about their bottom six. But I mean, aside that Ekholm trade, what else did they really do? What well, else did they really do? I guess other than McDavid and Dreisaitl. That's gonna help, and, and I, I think, just having a healthy Evander Kane is going to do wonders for me. Well, here's the thing. My only fear. I, can, I keep forgetting Kane's over there now. My only fear. I totally with, didn't realize um, that Kane was over there. Now. Yeah. A real, a, a real grower that I've really liked on their back end. Evan Bouchard has been has really impressed me, and I'm sure that is a name that runs deep and makes our blood boil a little bit because he's a former London Knight. But uh, it was like we've, he was a recognizable name back then. But yeah. boy, has he turned into something else. Over well, there. I think the only thing that scares me is Edmonton. You only think of the maybe top six players or eight players out of that team. I get it, there are six superstars, but at the same time, if you put six superstars on one thing, just because they're these big shots, not going to, you know... You get the Toronto Maple Leafs? Exactly. <laughs> Basically. I mean, it's, look how stacked Toronto Edmonton is. Edmonton can at least get yeah. out of the first like, round. Okay, somebody brought yeah. this up to me in, one, in a Discord chat I was in earlier tonight. Toronto's idea of, like, playing their best defense is adding, like... Three perennial Selkie Trophy candidates. <laughs> yeah, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares. But like, yeah, that's what I. That's what I'm thinking. But honestly, I was mentioning this with with Ethan a little bit before the podcast. I would take bets that the Toronto Maple Leafs are finally going to advance to the second round after like a seven game series, 
And then they're going to get trounced in the second. Uh, they're going to make it, I but they're said, not going to. So they'll they'll go from being a first round exit to a second round exit. To a second round embarrassment. A second round sweep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you, if they don't get out of the first round this year. They have no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's, like, it's to the point. They, they have, 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 they have no, no excuse. The, the, only, the only solution you can have, the only reaction you can have to that is like firing your coach. You can't. He's yeah. not a playoff coach. He's a regular season coach. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, what do you do if you keep losing in the first round like that? But anyway, I digress. Edmonton in the West. Um, I really like Seattle. I'll say that. They, they've been growing on me. They, they've surprised me this year. Um, Dallas, for sure. They're, I think they're like they're winning the division right now in the Central, right? So, yeah. And I think yeah. they're going to hold on to that next year. I don't see anybody... Perennially contending for that, um, and we'll go with Minnesota. Either, uh, I think that's a, a solid one that you want to that you yeah. could rely Minnesota. on. See what happens. Um, I by no means think they're they're a playoff team or even close, but I think Arizona's going to do better. Yeah. I think it's like they're gonna. I think they land the top one or two picks, uh, but if they do, uh, they've got Logan Cooley in the system already. They might wait another year on him. I'm not sure, but uh, How about okay. Your east? Hmm? How about your East? My East? Yeah, that's where I, that's where I'm headed next. All right. So for the East, Boston is a no-brainer. They're gonna, they're still gonna be crazy with all the deadline acquisitions they've got. Um, is it, especially if they managed to re-sign Orlov, or did they do that already? I don't, I don't know. think they did yet. They yeah. haven't yet. Yeah. But yeah, imagine if they managed to do that. But wow. uh, Boston's a no-brainer. Um, here's one that hasn't been mentioned yet. Uh, I think it was like, and this one's a real spicy take. I think New Jersey might be better than Carolina next I year. almost said New Jersey, and I was like, I'm going to edge Carolina over them just a little bit. Yeah, I was like, I... Th- and likewise, I'm going to mirror that and say, just by a hair, New Jersey could be better than them next year. Maybe I'm jumping the gun, because I, I said this when Taylor Hall won the Hart Trophy and brought New Jersey to the playoffs. But... We'll see where it goes. Especially if they just drafted Shimon Nemec. Like, I can't wait for him to come over and see what he does. Yeah. Maybe Alex Holtz finally develops into something. Uh, I was like, imagine if he does. But, uh, like, they still have him. They could, uh, like, he can explode into those disgusting hands at any moment now. Yeah. But, I, uh... Who else? I was like, I got Boston. I got New Jersey. Um... Can't really go wrong with Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, I I think they'll still be a perennial contender, but I was like, they might. Who knows? They might. They could take a step back at any point because uh, I was like, if we're following the Penguins' model of back-to-backs, they what happens is they win a couple cups, uh, then they take a step back just shy of that. I was like, ours was a little more, a little yeah. further back than their Stanley Cup Finals loss last season. Um, but we gotta see what happens. I just, I think that it's an easy one to say they'll just keep going 
and yeah. it it's far too soon to count them out of anything, and they're going to dominate the regular season and just. Uh, and finally, what's one more? Detroit's gotta pull through next season. That's yeah. uh, uh, the Stevie Y model suggests that they're almost there, and honestly, I still uh, I still believe this. The eyes are planned. I obviously believe the eyes are planned. I believe in... I, I have believed in... Like, 90% of the moves that Eiserman yeah. has made. And, yeah, that's... that's even after, that shows even after this trade deadline, okay. he's still not done. Okay, oh, yeah, God, I was like, no. this he's is why I believe... Okay, I was like, this is why I believe... I take this... I take account the post-playing career of any, um, of any player when I calculate this. Uh, as well. So, in my opinion, the best NHL players of all time, top four. Number one is Wayne Gretzky. Number two is Mario Lemieux. Number three is Steve Iserman. And number four is Joe Sackick. Solid top four, honestly. <laughs> I was like, if I'm taking if if I'm taking those into account, those are what I'm choosing. I was like, I could almost even edge Mario Lemieux to best because Wayne Gretzky is a terrible coach. Y'all remember when he was a Coyotes head coach? I do remember that. <laughs> he was terrible. Holy smokes. But anyway, enough about that. Those are, those are my picks. Um, I, I think that plus I think the Coyotes do better, but not a playoff team next season. All right, moving on to our score predictions. Monday, we had Boston versus Edmonton. Final score of that game ended up being 3-2 to two Boston. Everybody's getting just one point for saying Boston as the winner. No, Jeff, sorry, Jeff, he's getting two points. Because he had the score differential, the only being one goal correct. Beam time. Beam Right, and Tuesday we had the LA Kings versus the Winnipeg Jets. Final score of that game being 6-5 to five Kings in Ooh. the shootout. Oh, that was the one where Kopitar had forwarded, isn't it? Didn't he? It, I think, um, yeah, I think so. That was the one. Uh, the only two getting points are Ethan and Bobo. <laughs> But Bobo said five to four LA in overtime. Oh. So he has the goal differential rate, the team rate, and the extra time rate. So instead of four, do you want to give him three? We'll give him three. Okay. So close. That's okay. Most points are uh, on Wednesday, the New Jersey Devils and the Colorado Avalanche. Final score of that game was seven to five Devils. Ridiculous. Only one getting a point is Ethan, who said the Devils. Was that another LA Kings game, did you say? Which one was this? Was the oh no! It was it was Jersey, Colorado. That's right. Okay. And finally, just this evening, Saturday, the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Ottawa Senators. Final score being five to two, Ottawa. Jacob Chikrin first goal as an Ottawa Senator. And the only two getting points are Kyle and Bobo. Shut up! Five point week this week. There final. You know. What was the final in that game? Uh, three. Uh, five to two, Ottawa. Five two. Okay. Oh. I'm impressed that Columbus was able to get on the board yeah. again. But yeah, that puts the new scores at Ethan at 47, Kyle at 46, Jeffy at 45, Bobo jumping up to 42. I'm in it! Holy so Bobo's shit. still in it. Bobo's oh, still, still in it. Alright, so for our new games of this week, we are starting off with Monday. We have the Capitals at the LA Kings. The Capitals being 31, 27, and 6. The Kings being 35, 20, and 8. Uh, give me the Kings. Uh, oh shit. Uh, give me the Kings 4 1. Ooh. 4 1, okay. That's bold. Uh, Bobo, who are you saying? 
Um, I'm going to stick with Ethan. Give me the Kings. I'm going to go 5-3. Okay. Um, I th- think I'm also going to stick with the Kings here. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring, though. I'm going to say 3-1. to one. Okay. I'm going to be the all ball out. I'm going to say, give me the Caps, 3-1. to one. For what it's worth, I would go... I go Caps 4-2 here. Ooh, okay. all right. Wednesday, I picked uh, Minnesota at the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Minnesota currently 35-21-6. Winnipeg currently 36-25-2. This uh, one, I'm going to take the Canadians on the Canadians team on this one, the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Um, I'm going to say 5-2, 5-2 Winnipeg. Give me Minnesota 4-2. 4-2? Jeffrey. I'm going to say the Jets, 4-3. to three. Regulation. Okay. okay. And Ethan. Uh, give me the Jets, 3-2 to two overtime. Ooh. Encounter that. Minnesota, 3-2 overtime. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Thursday the 9th, I have L.A. Kings at Colorado Avalanche. L.A. Kings sit at 35-20-8. Colorado sits at 34-21-5. Give me Colorado 5-4 overtime. Okay. I am also going to give... Colorado, just they've been on a Terra ever since McKinnon came back, pretty much. Um, give me, I think it's gonna be a little bit lower scoring, but a bigger deficit. I'm gonna say four to one for this one. I'm gonna have the Avs four to two. Four to two, and Ethan. I'm also gonna say the Avs. Uh, give me the Avs three nothing. Ooh. Okay. First shot out of the night. Ever since the outdoor game that Colorado hosted against L.A., L.A. seems to get crushed by Colorado <laughs> when they're in Denver. So I'm going to say 5-1 Colorado. Okay. And then... And then I have Saturday, March 11th. The Vegas Golden Knights are visiting the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas is 37-19-6, while the Canes are 40-12-8. That's going to be a fun one. Give me the Knights. 5-4 overtime. Okay. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes on this one. Uh, just they're, they're a new monster this year. They're a new storm, pun intended. I hate y'all uh, say that too. I'm going to say 4-2. to um, Oh, man. Give me Carolina. Two zero. Two zero, okay. And Ethan. Be defensive battle. All right. Give me going also to give me Carolina. Uh give me Carolina five two. Five two. Okay. Goaltending is not on Vegas side. I'm going to go. I would even aim as high as 
six to three, Carolina. Next year. Uh, and can we? Uh, and the last one, we'll say ceremonial. We won't do that one for points, just yeah, for fun. Yeah. And okay. he said he had a, a game in okay. mind. So, uh, it's gonna be tomorrow night. Calgary visits Dallas. And uh, here, let me pull up the records real quick, cause okay, cause Google doesn't tell me here. Okay, so as of tonight, uh, the Flames lost to Minnesota. So the Flames are 27-23 and 13. Ouch. <sighs> got to be better in overtime, but uh, they're going to be visiting Dallas, who are, are currently 34-16-13, also lose a lot in overtime after a resounding 7-3 defeat, uh, victory, rather, defeating the Avalanche at home. So, with their game tomorrow, well, it's... Well, it's 12.57 in the morning Eastern, uh, where it is, so it's going to be Monday. Uh, I am going to say that this is going to be another close affair, but Dallas, I always feel like, has their number. So it's going to be 2-1, I think in overtime. It's going to be in overtime. What are you seeing for, like, tomorrow, I'm, Sunday, March 12th? No, uh, today's technically Sunday because it's 12.50 in the morning. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the wrong So... Day. My call, it's going to be 2 1 Dallas in overtime. 2 1 Dallas, alright. Um, give me the Flames 3 1. I'm going to say the Stars 3 to 1. Okay. Ethan? I'm going to say the Stars 4 to 2. But what did you say again? I said the Flames 3-1. Okay. Um, you know what? I'll join Bobo on this one. I'll say the Flames as well. Okay. Odd, oddly. Um, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go same score as well. Screw it. Wow. I'm shit. actually going to change my Carolina and Vegas game. Um, I'm going to say 5-2 um, Carolina for Vegas. You're changing it that badly. Yeah. Vegas-Carolina? Yeah. Saying Carolina five to two. Yeah. Being the odd one out scary either. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. That about wraps us up. Yep. All right. That about wraps us up for this week of your Buckbuster podcast. Make sure you are following us on all of our social media. You know, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube. I think if you haven't checked out the new Tortilla Slot video, go check it out. Otherwise, I called it. It's going to be an hour of me getting the fucking brake speed off of me. <laughs> but I kind of did. He it called first. it on the podcast before we recorded that. He called that right at the beginning of that video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and guess what it ended up being? An hour video of me getting the fucking brake speed <laughs> off of me. But make sure you're, in all seriousness, make sure you are following us on all of our social media. And if you aren't, we've been saying it for three, three and a half seasons now. What the fuck are you doing? Until next week, thank you guys. And thank you guys so much for having me. It has been an honor to be on the show. It's just thank you for uh, thank you for coming, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a a good time. Of course. We'll, have, like, we'll definitely have to just get in the future. Okay, yeah. yeah. Future. Like I'm looking forward to next time already. This has been a blast. Yeah. yeah. Alright, deuces. Peace See out. Ya. Thank you.